Devotional, the official Hawthorne Heights podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of Hawthorne Heights Get Emotional. This one's a little different. Uh, this one's cool. It is three interviews. I use interviews very loosely because they're supposed to be more conversational. Um, three interviews. That's what we got for you. Um, we start with Mark, then we go to Poppy, and then we close it out with JT. Um, I sat down this week with the guys over a few days. Uh, everybody got a day, and I sat down with everybody for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, um, somewhere in there, a little bit longer on some of them. Uh, and it was really fun just to sit down and have a chat. And I had a couple questions um, that I thought you guys would like to hear. So a couple answers, more you'd like to hear the answers, obviously, more than the question. Um, but I tried to make it cool, and it turned out really well. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, real quick on some Hawthorne Heights stuff that we've got in the works. Keep your eyes very peeled. We don't have anything solidified yet, but we're getting into holiday stuff. And, you know, we like to do some interesting things. We're trying to do some different stuff this year for the holidays. So keep your eyes peeled on our social media or on here, wherever you get information about us. Keep your eyes peeled because we're going to be announcing some stuff. We're just trying to close a few holes in timelines and stuff like that. And then you'll be the first to know. So keep your eyes on our social media because in the coming week or so, we're going to have some information on that stuff. And as always, you guys, a lot of you already know, uh, if you want to help support a band during a pandemic, obviously everybody knows we can't tour right now. Um, if you want to support us, please head over to HawthorneHeightsStore.com and pick up a shirt, pick up a thing of coffee, uh, just pick something up. It really helps us. It literally is keeping us a band at this point. So yeah, everything you've ever bought, very appreciated, means more than you'll ever know. But yeah, head over to our website. If you want to wait to see what we're announcing, I understand that too. Uh, so just hang tight and that website will work later as well. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, thanks for listening. Obviously, if you've listened to all these, thanks so much. If you're new, uh, go back and listen. All the podcasts are a little different than each other, which is kind of cool. Tend to keep it fresh. Um, so yeah, let's get into the interviews. Um, up first, I started with Mark, and I forget what day. I think we, I think we did this on the fourth of November. I want to say the fourth. I believe the fourth of November. So uh, this is just a conversation I had with Mark McMillan. We both were. It was early in the morning, drinking our morning coffee and just sitting down to have a chat, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, so here is me with Mark. Enjoy. What's up, dude? What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. Just living, living the dream on a, is it Wednesday? Wednesday morning, just for time stamp's sake. It's Wednesday, November 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a president. And things are exactly like they were yesterday, which means we don't need a president, is my opinion. <laughs> I woke up and made coffee just like every day. I don't fucking, I don't care who, what, what happens with that. So I hope everybody learns a lesson over the next couple of days that uh, with or without a president, your life pretty much doesn't change. Mm. So, all right. Uh, so here we go. We're going to do five questions with Mark the Ms. McMillian. Is there anything you want Adam. to precursor this with? Do you want do you want to precursor any of your do you want to say anything before we get going? 
like try to sell something? Yeah, you can sell anything. <laughs> you can do anything you want. No, I'm good. Okay, here we go. All right. Question one is basically just explain yourself. Like explain uh, if there's something formative that happened growing up that made you want to play guitar, something that made you want to play music, like something you saw. What, what made you, like your job now, what it is, what made you become that person? Is there like anything in your childhood that did that? Like growing up, it was all about like, I didn't play a ton of sports. I played baseball, but like it, I got really into skateboarding. Uh, and this was kind of like before, kind of right before the X games were a big thing. So skateboarding wasn't like as, um, is accepted. So it was a little harder to find places to do it. So there's a little more like, I guess, punk rock to it. Um, so that got, got me into like the punk rock culture, but I really wasn't into music. I was just super into skateboarding and um, with my friends and, and doing that thing and trying to get sponsored. And like, that was kind of like the version of getting signed, like getting sponsored by a local shop. So you, so you wanted to like skateboard, skateboard. Like you weren't, yeah, just, like, I was, you wanted to get like sponsored. And- yeah. I had some sponsors and did the thing. It was fun. Um, I hated the competitions and stuff, but um uh, too much, too much winning. Got tired of winning. Yeah, it was just hard. I didn't have any room <laughs> for all those trophies in my bedroom. So, uh, no, but uh, I was into like punk rock and in bands and stuff. But it just never occurred to me to be in a band. And then um, I don't know. It was like pretty late for me. It was like very end of of high school and stuff. I. Uh, I just, a friend showed me some stuff on guitar one day that I could get together. And I was like, that's kind of cool, man. And then it just never occurred to me that like, that you could write songs and do that. So for me, it was never, once I got a guitar, uh, the kind of, oh shit moment for me was like, I I always knew guitar and, and drums and stuff as like my friends trying to figure out cover songs and stuff. And for me, the moment that clicked was like um, screwing around on it and then like writing, like in my eyes, writing a song. It wasn't a song at the time, but you're like, whoa, I just wrote a song. That's cool. You know, were like, you were you like me? Like when I because I took guitar lessons at the music store. Yeah. And when I when I was taught the bar chord, that moment just blew my world apart because i can almost i learned i can almost play any i can almost play any song yeah and i'm like oh my god i just move this around and then i can play anything like it kind of exploded the idea of like once you you learn the two-fingered power chord game on yeah Yeah. uh so that that was kind of the moment like oh wow i can like write stuff and like I just never knew that that was something that was like inside of me that I'd want to do until I did it. And then it just turned into like just writing songs. Like I never, I never learned how to play other people's songs till way later. I mean, I guess like I kind of, I was in a Nirvana and that was kind of a big thing too, because that was the first band that made me feel like, like, Whoa, like this is obtainable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you can write your own stuff and like, it's not hard to play. Um, but even that, like I'd kind of figure out Nirvana songs, but then like I wasn't sitting around trying to play them. I was just using that kind of knowledge to like sit around and try to write songs that I thought were so cool that looking back were probably like the worst thing ever, yeah, you know, right. but it was, but it, like once, 
once that feeling of having like a notepad out and a guitar and writing a song, like once that hit me, like that's all I was into. I was just all about playing guitar and, and writing songs. And um, uh, Game Changer for me, it was like, this was kind of like digital recorders and stuff were out, but that was kind of the early phase of that. And that stuff was so expensive, but you could rent a four track from uh, a music store here that was uh, one town over from where I lived. I remember renting that and trying to like record ideas and having no idea how that worked. Like they would just Did you rent like a tape four track? Yeah, it was massive too. And uh, I remember, I remember like thinking like, how do you do this? So I just plugged my boss DS one distortion straight into the bolt, straight into the tape deck. And that's how all the guitars are recorded. And then, Hey man, it works. Uh, borrowed a friend's drum machine and like trying to do that. And, um, yeah, for me, it was all about like, it was never about playing guitar and trying to get better. Like I never even took lessons. It was all about trying to write songs and songs were always like, like kind of getting out what was inside of you, but also like, it was all about the melody, like trying to figure that out and like something cool, you know, and like the riff, you know, but Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. And it's still kind of like that. That's still kind of what, when we get together, it's like, what you got when we all work on stuff, like what's the riff, you know? And like, like, I guess now we've all learned like theory and, and like, I know you, you went to like school for it a little bit, but like, for me, it's like all that stuff I kind of picked up by ear just by years of, but I still don't fully understand it, but you just kind of know what's right and wrong by if something sounds totally off, you know? Yeah. But like, <clears throat> yeah and um, plus like doing stuff over and over and over, you, we just know yeah. like what's going to work. Like, yeah. Cause me and you, I mean, we all kind of speak in guitar. Cause yeah. like, if we're like, Oh, we're on a C and we go to a D and a will almost always work as a pre-chorus. <laughs> like yeah. just always. Uh, so there's just like things that, and it's just, and we only know that because we've done it a lot. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, I know yeah. that going to work. Um, and E is a good spot to start on a chorus. Oh man, we like made that. a career off of E's. Oh yeah, for don't, sure. Don't get me started on uh, C sharp on the and. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yep. There it yep. is. But uh, yeah, like all that theory stuff, I really think the one, like the music we play, I really think it gets in the way. Because you should just like yeah. sit down and kind of like be like, okay, I've done this before. I know what I'm doing. But all that, cla- cause I mean, all the theory is classical theory and we're not I, exactly doing that. <laughs> I remember distinctly like um, a couple friends of mine from school that uh, were like the guitar gurus in town, you know, mm-hmm. that like one of them kind of taught me the initial jumping off point with power chords and how to play a couple songs. I'm like, I remember when I would get together and like, kind of jam around with them because none of us really had bands at that point but we just like you want to get together and play and like when i would play with some of my other friends that were like into some of the same bands i was into that were kind of in the same boat i was like beginner stage and didn't really have much lessons but knew how to kind of play chords yeah it it was always fun and i felt creative with them and then when i would have like oh my friend ryan's coming over the dude that's like the guitar nerd in town and knows all this theory and stuff and taking all these lessons. He can, you know, it was always that he can play anything, that kind of thing. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, he can yeah. play solos and like, there's always one. And when you would get to get, I would get to go to that dude and like, um, and some different friends and like, 
those those kind of jams i guess is the best word for it like i never really had any fun it didn't feel creative and we always ended up just playing cover songs right. like him showing yeah, me that. cover songs and i'd be like well let's work on a thing and like they couldn't really do that you know and um i mean i will never forget the first time when you're like i mean it's a bunch of people in a room nobody really knows how to play their instruments because we're all like 15 but yeah. that does allow you to cover misfits you don't need to know oh, yeah. how to play to cover misfits and i will it is insanely satisfying when you like play through a song as like a 15 year old and you're like oh my god i'm in a band like yeah I'm, I'm in a I'm in a band because we just played a Misfits song. Now, granted, everybody is just barcorded around. And <laughs> like, I wish I could have recordings of what it I, I, to us it sounded like the Misfits. To the world, it probably sounded oh, like somebody, somebody throwing concrete at the wall. Like it was, sounded so bad at that. Uh, we were just talking about this uh, the other night when we were doing the uh, the live stream show we did, where we, there was an air. We kind of had to wait a half hour before we got back on the air and we're all kind of sitting there and we just finished acoustic songs so we we're just sitting there with the guitar and uh um i started playing come as you are by nirvana and i i was talking to jt about it and i was telling the story then that was the first song that i learned how to play that a friend showed me that was kind of like made me realize like oh that's all guitar is like you can kind of figure you know what i mean it's just amount of counting how many this and this and feel and um at least at that point that's what i thought and um, I remember a friend showing me that at his house and for like hours just sitting with that guitar till I could do it kind of through and, and thinking like, I played a song. I can do this. I just played that song. But <laughs> I bet if I heard a tape of that, it was like, like not even close. And it was like fretting out and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I mean, it is funny. Like if you, I think I think like that like smells like Teen Spirit. I could I could literally teach anybody to play that song. Yeah. And if somebody like just the chords, nothing like nothing crazy. But like if somebody is thinking about playing guitar, I know that I could get them playing that song to where they would recognize it. It wouldn't be perfect, but where they could recognize that it's that song, I bet I could get them to do that in ten minutes, and I bet they would buy a guitar the next day. Like I, yeah. Cause like some of that, like Van Halen stuff, you're, if you're not good, you're not going to figure it out. Yeah. Nirvana. You don't know where to start. Yeah. If you want a guitar, I could get you learning. Anybody can get you learning that song in 10 minutes. You're going to buy a guitar because now yeah. you're like, Oh, well, I'm a guitar player. Now I know a song. Like, it's just like a different, it's like a, the barrier to entry was so much lower because it's yeah. just bar cording around. And then, I mean, you could even play the verse guitar part cause it's literally two notes. I mean, you could figure that song out. Yeah, you can figure yeah. that song out in five minutes. I mean, it was yeah. I love that shit. But that that's probably the first song where I'm like, okay, I'm a guitar player. Like that's that's what I do. I'm I'm a guitar player. Like yeah. but it's just because I know it smells like teen spirit. <laughs> and then that opens you up. That for me was what opened me up to like, oh, you can just put this chord and you just go anywhere and it's every song. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. And then move it up. And, and when he found out there's only 12 of them. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, this can't be that <laughs> tough. Yeah. And uh, oddly enough, I, that's how I still write. <laughs> still write with just bar chords. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I still write like a 12. Like I got a guitar like in root. seventh grade. So I still write songs like seventh or eighth grade. I kind of, I kind of get into like now 
whatever, just kind of like I use a lot of open strings and we, I mean, we, we do that throughout our band, but like, just kind of, if something just strikes me as like, even if it's just two putting your fingers two spots on the guitar and moving it a certain way. And like, if there's like something that strikes me, it's like, Oh, that feels cool. The way, the way it sounds hits me in a way that makes me feel cool. Like, like as a listener, listening to myself, play it. That's when it's just like, Oh, I should put something behind that or do something to it, you know? And like, um, you, uh, you do, you do my two favorite thing. Okay. So there's like the bar chords and there's the thing over it, which is like a lot of open strings, a lot of uh, staying on one chord or whatever picked out. You do it. You're like my favorite at it because I think you're referencing the two things I would reference, but aren't, but I'm not talented enough to do are alkaline trio and Jimmy world. I just like that there are other guitar parts. And I think you're, that's where you kind of, if I had to place what, when you say, check out this thing, it's always, it's in that realm. Probably less trio, uh, more face to face, which I think yeah, is a band right. that trio but ripped that, it off. Trio, exactly, trio did it exactly a lot more it. minor chords though, which is cool. Yeah. Um, you're right. You're 100%. Definitely like, like Jimmy World Clarity was a big one where they, they did a lot of layered guitars. And I, I really, that really was like a cool thing to me that jumped out. I've never been like, what I would call into like the shred as far as like ripping like solos behind vocals and stuff. That's why we're um, friends. Why we're friends, Mark. I mean, I can, uh, and playing in this band, like especially learning all the older material, like I've, I've learned to like play that way a little more than I normally would. And I've learned to enjoy it where it's needed, you know, like, Oh, that's kind of fun. But, um, but generally when I write, it's, it's more about what can add to this, to like make the to further the melody and a lot of times that's like textures textures yeah what what can like make the song pop up more there without stepping on the vocals um but also like like i'm trying to think of an example of like having a little guitar lick thing like just another ghost has a guitar lick in it but it's it's to me, it's really important that it's something, if you're going to do that route, like a do, 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 like it's, it's got to be something that's almost singable, like a memorable right. melody, not just like ripping, you know, like ripping for fun. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. I've just, especially now that I get into more like, um, like recording stuff for fun and, and working on a band and, and that, kind of format recording song like when we write now it's a lot of it's written as we're like just putting down demos and trying things and as i get more into that i'm more interested in just how the guitar layers with all the other guitars and the vocals and how it makes a thing as a whole you know that's where we're like recording like you having a rig to record yourself and it actually not like a not like a four track tape rig but like a real rig you can like try, it gives you the ability to try anything with zero repercussions. Like you can try yeah. anything and if it sucks, you literally just hit delete twice. Like it's just. Like, I, I love when we're working on demos. Uh, a lot of times the way we do it is we, we, we've learned to not try to put a lot of like extra textual guitars down until we know the vocals. So A, that gives uh JT kind of an unbiased thing to sing over without hearing like a melody already going behind it. Um, unless we've come up with something like, Oh, that really makes the chorus pop before then we'll, then we'll do it. But, um, 
So sometimes if I don't think about that extra guitar part until later and then I got to write it, um, I love with like modern recording being able to just put it on loop. And I usually, I'll put it a bar before the chorus and then a bar after and then just let it go. And then I sit there and listen to it for a little bit with the guitar. And it's just like, it kind of reminds you when you first start playing guitar, when you're just sitting there and when it's looped and you're just trying things. Because mm-hmm. I'll try things that's like that in my like, kind of like what I've learned from theory over the years and feel like I'm like, I know it's got to be in this mode or this register to, in this key, blah, blah, blah. But like you try some stuff and then it's an inevitably after a while, if you're not feeling any of that, you just start like screwing around. Just like sometimes that's where the coolest stuff comes from. Cause it gets mm-hmm. you out of your head. And like that feeling of screwing around and sometimes it sounds super whack and not yeah. like until you get to where you want to be. But it definitely reminds you of like when you first started playing and you don't know what you're doing at all, you know. Yeah. But uh, to me, that's fun. It's just fun to have that like no repercussions, just loop it, sit there and try stuff. It can definitely drive you crazy after it, it's been playing for like 10 minutes or something. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then you're like too far gone. You like almost forget what you're even doing in the first place. But that but feeling that feeling when you know that that part of the song is already good and then you're trying to add like some icing on it to make make it gel like some more guitars and like you're looping it that feeling of when like you do something that's kind of cool it's not the whole part but it's one little like hammer on or something you're like whoa i need to do that right there now i just need to build an entire part that has that in it so you're sitting Mm -hmm. there it's cool it's really frustrating but it's like it's like you're on the hunt you know yeah it's cool i i I think like one thing people (laughs) might not realize but is like say if you make a guitar melody that's just like insanely good and then the and then when JT does vocal, say it's before the vocal, and JT rips it and then puts it as a vocal melody, and then we have to delete the original guitar part. That's still a win, even though the guitar yeah, part, yeah. you know, like it's it's one of those things. Like if if a melody is so good that the vocal just steals it subconsciously, that's perfect. Like that's yeah. Good. In the end, that's what it's all like. About. Where that's it's guitar like, is a tool. Guitar yeah. is more of a utility tool than it is like a guitar at that point. Yeah. Um, like a writing tool so it's just weird like it's fun like if somebody ever asked me how a song was made i would just have no that's probably the hardest question you could ever think about like i don't man for for us it's like we've done songs where one of us or jt brings in like an an idea and then we just build it around it yeah We, we we've done stuff where like it's one of us has an idea and it's pretty much done and then we just like jam as a band and it becomes a Hawthorne Heights song. Then we've done stuff where like we've, Hey, I got this riff and we, uh, we start screwing around and it's like the whole song was built. And then we, then we change it like 8 million times before we record it, you know? And like, yeah, it's like weird. Like there's a new song that we have that Mark literally wrote every piece of this song. And then we, we sat in a room and arranged it, arranged it together in like 30 minutes. So it's like you had like, there's this, and then I want the pre-chorus to be this. And then the chorus is this and then, okay, cool. And then we have to arrange that around a vocal. And it's just like a weird, that song. I don't, I don't know if we've ever written a song like that. Like it came so like, it makes me want to sit you in a room and just say, Hey, write parts. And then we'll just figure it out later. Cause we could have an album. If you did all the work on it, we could have an album in 20 minutes. Yeah. There's different ways of, 
but it's just it's just wild to to have like oh okay that part's cool and then i was also thinking of this and I'm like oh these all fit together and then they all go together and it's awesome like yeah. sometimes it's easy like that and sometimes it's not or sometimes <laughs> it's like man i've got this one cool thing and the, the chorus hook and this is going to be rad but like you can't figure out how to get back to the riff to get to the vert or you know there's always some yeah. weird like oh this and then it's just like a puzzle you know yeah my but big my big problem with the ability to record now is I'll have like something with like four guitar parts. Right? And it's just me adding stuff because I can, not because I need to. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I like how that is because I'm just kind of piecing it together. And then I delete everything. And then I'm like, I'm going to lay down a two guitar version of this. And then I can't. And I'm like, <laughs> there's something... Something one of them was doing was wrong, but I like it, but I can't redo it either. Like it, it, yeah. it's just like, cause I have a song I worked on and it's like that. Like if you take away the wrong guitar part, it sounds way worse to me. And I'm like, well, that one, something about it is good, but I can't tell yeah. you what, and it's not even possible. So like, it's, it's weird, weird, weird too, when you lay stuff down for your initial idea. And then when you try to do it for real later, like, why doesn't this sound as cool? Yeah. It's like yeah. demo artists. That happens like, all the time. There's so many uh, guitars from the last, the story changes record that after we tracked, like we demoed the whole thing here at my house. And then we tracked the drums and then I had Chris come in and track the bass. And I was going to redo all the guitars. And there's so many guitars that I was like, I'd start on some songs mm-hmm. and i'd be like why does this sound i listen to it, i'm just like i'm keeping the other guitars right that, were, yeah. that weren't even tracked to this session but they sound right you know yeah but sometimes that's the thing i think we've done that with hawthorne not as much because we're kind of recording everything in the, in the studio but um yeah it's a weird one there's not an answer like there's just not, yeah sometimes not it's just answer. that magic from the initial thing you put down is like when the idea is like there's something to be said about when you're putting out an idea when it's like you're most excited about it because it's super new before you've heard it a million times yeah like sometimes that's going to be the coolest version you know yeah and also i think i feel like we're better now than ever at this but say we have a song and we want it to feel feel more energetic the old thing we would used to do is just go, okay, you bump, you make it faster. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. So you make it faster. And now it'd be more like, oh, play the other guitar, like dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, like play a faster rhythm yeah. guitar part at the same tempo it was, and that'll add the energy. Uh, I feel like we're better than ever now than at that because it used to be, oh, it needs to be more energetic, easy, bump the bump up the tempo. Yeah. But it's not, not always that sure. easy. <laughs> yeah. So, There's all right. tricks. There are tricks. Okay, next, next, next question I have for you is your favorite thing that has come from being in Hawthorne Heights. Just it could be it, it could be anything. You could be like the last. You could say I had a cup of coffee in San Fran that I'll never forget. It could be San anything. Francisco. <laughs> My favorite thing in the last eleven years now. It's crazy this year. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Last eleven years of being. This year flew by at a snail's pace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it did. Um, I I think for me is like I've gotten to travel a lot before the band and outside of the band, but there are definitely a lot of cool places. Like I don't think I ever would have been able to go to Japan, which has become one of my favorite places in the world. 
Um, so probably like just being able to travel because of, of the band has been awesome. Like we've been to Australia, what, probably seven, seven or eight times, seven yeah, or eight times in the last 11 years. Um, Japan a couple times. And um, so, yeah, just getting, just getting to travel and, and see, just see other parts of the world because of music is probably my favorite thing from being in the band. By the way, speaking of travel, um, and speaking of Australia, which you mentioned, Wadey, I know Wadey's listening to this. What's up, Wadey? What's up, Wadey? He sent me a picture the other day. Asking, he asked me how much a 24-pack of White Claw was in the U.S. <laughs> I and bet I forget, it's insane. Over I forget there. my answer, but I think, I think it was like 25 bucks or something like that. Like it was 28 bucks. It was something along in, in America. I Googled it because I don't really buy White Claw. Yeah, same. Guess how much a 24-pack of White Claw is in Australia? 80 bucks higher 180 bucks a little bit lower 160 bucks 144 dollars oh my god for 24 cans of white claw i mean that is that's insane if i if yeah the math is unbelievable i mean that's the most expensive thing when i went over there the first time i smoked cigs and it, i went i was like i'll just buy them when i'm there cigarettes were 40 dollars a pack that's insane. Which might be the only thing dumber <laughs> slash more expensive than White Claws at 144 bucks. But I don't know how, if somebody asked me like, hey, do you want to come over and have a few beers? I would say, no, I have a car payment. Like I can't have a few yeah. beers. Like I can't, I have to pay but for my car. I cannot. Somebody's buying them at that price. That's <laughs> yeah, insane. Dude. But I'm like, <laughs> that, the difference, that difference is unbelievable. But yeah, I'm with you on the the traveling part is the, is the cool part. I mean, plus it's like, yeah. it's just, it's just like, if you go somewhere on like a vacation with like your family, it's, or whatever, it's just, it's just different than going on a tour with dudes in a van. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. there's a different vibe. Like when you go into a gas station, somehow, like somehow when you're with family or whatever, you like, you go get a soda and you get back in the car. But somehow in a band, you go into a pilot or a gas station and somebody picks up a ho-ho and somehow it's like really funny. <laughs> like, you know, there's Every, just like a everything's weird- Everything's a thing. There's yeah. just like a weird thing that happens. It's almost like you're on a, I don't know. Well, I, I feel band, like- It's a weirder. When you go on family vacations and stuff, the beauty of it is you're with your family and you're you're there not working. So there's like- you're only going to places that are like we're going there to to have a long extended rest and or do there's a purpose why we're here what we're going to do what we're going to go see every day is like we're going to go do this this even even if the only plan is we're going to go to the beach and just relax when you're on tour some days there's like yeah we're going to go do this before the show we're on our off day to do this but most days you're like have been on tour for three weeks or whatever like i'm just I'm on tour another day. Like you're not thinking about like this grand event other than the show. The show is the show every night. That's awesome. But leading up to the show, you're not thinking about like, what are we going to do today in town? What's the big no. thing we need to go see? And like, which museum is here? And this and that. It's like, you almost get to see it on a, on a realer level because you're just like, all right, I'm, I'm near this venue. What's around here? You know, like you're it, almost like living in town for a day. It almost know? makes me think that, Tour is so grueling on your body and mind and soul 
that mm. even that you have to turn things in gas stations into funny stuff so you can feel a hundred percent like <laughs> because it's just like outside of that you're just up at nine drive load in pain sit and wait play a show load up drive till three yeah once you're doing that every day you've got to turn gas station stuff into fun because that's the only chance you had for fun <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. And then, then every now and then you stop at a Bucky's, which is actually fun. Yeah. But it, I still get mind blown when I see how big a Bucky's is. Like I've been right. to Bucky's a hundred times and I still am like, dude, this place is so crazy. And I like buy shit that I shouldn't be buying. I like, it's like buy beaver nuggets because I can. And it's the oh. Disneyland of gas stations. <laughs> yeah. It, that place makes me want to pee because I just, the bathroom's interestingly huge. Like it's weird. Yeah. It's just bizarre hand, to get excited. Hand sanitizer everywhere. Bucky's was ahead <laughs> of the curve. They were, they were prepared. <laughs> they were prepared for sure. All right. Uh, the next one I got, if somebody was to ask you, if somebody today was like, Mark, I want to get my shit together and live a better life. What's the first thing that I should do? You can take a second to think about it. <laughs> like what's the first thing? It can be as small or as big as you want. <laughs> I'm not no life guru. No, I want you to be guru. <laughs> I want you to play a guru. I wanted to make, I wanted to do questions that would make you go, Oh shit. I didn't think of that. So just a better life in general, just in general, what's the one thing you'd do? I would tell them to start with health and I'm not, I don't really like have an exercise routine or anything. I just mean like, look at, look at what you're eating and how it makes you feel and just decide I don't know that start, start there, start with your body. Yeah. Um, Feel better and, and if, you'll make better decisions. If, in general. if there's any changes you need to make in your life around that, it could be as simple as like, man, I eat fast food four days a week because of my work schedule. Maybe you should start packing your lunch, you know, or right. something. Yep. Um, you will feel better. And I, I'm definitely not the healthiest person. I eat like crap. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm the vegetarian that you would joke that like, man, I'm not really like, trying to be healthy about it, you know, like Mark's eating ho-hos at the gas station because <laughs> yeah. they don't have meat in them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it starts, it starts there. Uh, like, and obviously get enough sleep. And that's funny coming from a touring musician. <laughs> say yeah. that, but, um, you basically just important. mentioned two things you wish you could do, but you yeah. can't because you're, you play in a band. And then after that, like I would look at, um, financially like for me like touring and bands over the years and stuff i never had a crazy amount of debt but like i know personally once i got out of credit card debt that i my just stress level in life felt better like there's a way like i just never understood that and to get it like i was never good at budging my money and figuring out like a plan of attack and what once i got that figured out i don't i don't feel like i'm on top of the world with that obviously but like Uh, but once I, once I kind of wrap my head around that, like financially, like just a little less stressful and not carrying that weight. So I would say, look into that and try to get out of debt. There you go. I love that. That's all good advice. Don't That's eat, the like, wisdom don't eat like shit. Don't spend more than you make mm-hmm. and go to bed. Get some sleep. Perfect. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Person Ms. alive. 2024. <laughs> You've got a shot. You've got a shot. You can do it. Um, person alive or dead that you would want to have dinner with. Whoa. 
Anybody. Um, just a bait, like you just, it's a, we'll just say it's a one hour mm-hmm. meal. We're going to take the meal out. You're going to Chili's. Well, this is weird. <laughs> this is weird because like, except for this year, I feel like the last 11 years, you know, like you just want to have dinner with your wife because <laughs> 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 you're always on tour. But like now I've been home all year. Um, Tell me she's alive, please. She's alive. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> man, I don't know because I've just been so stoked. Like, aside from all, aside from all the craziness this year, it obviously sucks, and the pandemic it sucks, and it's it's tragic, and all the lives lost. Um, but being home this year, I've enjoyed being able to eat dinner every night with my wife because it yeah. sucks. That the reason is because we're out of work and not able to tour. <laughs> but yeah. but a small plus side is I've been able to to see her so i'm i have not i'm having a hard time thinking of anyone past that (laughs) so i've enjoyed being home um let's say hmm boba fett yes (laughs) (laughs) no way dude that dude's a creep he'd probably (laughs) he'd probably shoot me um i i would I would sit down and have dinner with George Lucas just to pick his brain on like, like I not to pick his brain on like star Wars stuff, but like maybe to ask about how cool it was when he was doing it. It wasn't a thing. And they did a lot of that on like no budget, Mm -hmm. but like, I just want to like, he created something that is so picked over constantly that there's no way to please the fans. Cause they like it, it's such a big part of geek culture or whatever that like mm-hmm. he's obviously has to be so bitter that there's no way he could have created anything new star Wars himself. That wasn't like, like just torn apart. Right. So like, I would just want to kind of hear from his, his defense on like how he feels about that. Cause it has to, it can't be good. It's so funny. <laughs> star Wars is so funny because people, people love it and people shit on it but everybody references it as like the end all be all of film. Do you know what I mean? It's weird. Even the people that shit on it would still be like, if they were to make a movie, they would reference star Wars. Like they just like, he created something that there, there are like nerds that it's like their religion. And they're so into it that like, like I obviously like star Wars. If I flip the camera and so you don't see this wall and you see this, there's like, Star Wars shit everywhere yeah, in my right, studio. Right. But uh he created something that's so so just like I guess for lack of a better word, studied by all these nerds and stuff that like yeah. um that they're like calling him out on stuff and he's just like when he's trying to create new stuff and he's just like, I'm trying to entertain you and make this new he's like it's they're like that's wrong he's like it's not wrong i wrote it and i wrote the right. original and i'm right. writing the rest of the story you know and they're like yeah. hating i'll on do it. whatever like, i want with it it's mine and you, and it's been proven for 50 years that you like it so yeah it's weird but i i would just love to see his take on everything and all the different stuff they mean i mean i know he's probably answered a lot of that in interviews and stuff i haven't really that's yeah. not something i really keep but up it'd be cool with. to sit down to dinner with somebody that influential can you imagine like 
going to, i mean I, i've seen stuff from bands that have gotten to record at skywalker ranch or whatever it's called and like at the studio there and they, and they can go see where there's like his personal museum with all the right. can you imagine like That's sitting so down cool. at his house to have dinner and there's no like, you're you're at there's the Yoda puppet you're at chili's <laughs> you're at chili's oh, man. we're taking the restaurant part out because i don't want anybody to be like oh uh i would go eat dinner with this guy because he owns this rest nope no, no, no. There's no can Bourdain we, here, you know. Can we at least go to Red Robin? Yeah, they got the go Impossible Robin. Baby. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you Red Robin or Chili's with bottomless fries. You get to pick. <laughs> Red Robin. Okay. Easy. I haven't had a Red Robin in a while. I want that. Man. All right. Uh, last question, and then we're done. All right. Perfect day. What do What do you get? What do you do on a perfect day? On a perfect day, yep. Um, we like I haven't interviewed JT yet, but he's gonna say gone fishing. Perfect day for me. Uh, we are in Hawaii, and we're there for work, which means I'm not out of pocket a ton of money to go there. But we don't have to work for a week, and I'm hanging out with my wife on the beach. So you've actually lived your perfect day. That's lucky. You're lucky. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And you've, high, lived, and you've lived <laughs> multiple because we've had like five or six days where we didn't have to do anything. You've lived multiple perfect days in a row. Mm-hmm. Aloha. I think my perfect day <laughs> is any day if I walk outside and somehow there's like a bag of money or a stimulus check. In oh, my I mean, box. that, would be, that be hasn't happened day. to you in Hawaii. <laughs> I wish that'd be so awesome. So Remember that day I rented a car and, her and I drove around the island. I was just picking up money. <laughs> yeah, where yeah. I go, bags of it. <laughs> yeah. Any day with a stimulus check in the mailbox. Perfect day. Not so, gonna. All right. That's uh, that's five questions with the Miz. Do you have any Ooh, parting man. parting words? Uh, Miz twenty twenty four. I love that. <laughs> all right. Hope you like that interview with Mark McMillan, our good friend, the Miz. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. Up next. We have everybody's favorite, 069 himself, Christopher Lee Papadak. Uh, this was this was fun. We just sat down, had a little chat once again in the morning. A bunch of morning morning people here. Um, well, I'm not a morning person, but since these guys are, I I decided to wake up and interview them in their time that they could, and that happens to be the morning. So it's a lot like me and Mark. It's just me and Poppy having coffee and having a good conversation. I hope you enjoy it. All right. Good morning. We are up at 930 for me, 1030 for old Chris Papadak. Uh, it is November 5th. We still don't have a president. How you feeling, Chris? Um, I just checked my phone and I'm like, oh, 264, 215. <laughs> Numbers haven't moved. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I think this is a healthy way, a healthy transitional period. Because nobody knows and nobody has a president, but all we've been obsessed with for four years is politics. It's kind of nice to realize that the birds still sing and the sun (laughs) still comes up, even though there's no answers. It it does, but really the thing of it is, it it doesn't transition till till January anyway. Right. So, uh, and I, I was planning for at least one week after Tuesday to to then start to recount them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With the lawsuits fly, here we go again. Yeah, so so I've been watching out of curiosity, but I have, but I'm like, 
we're not getting an answer for at no. least a week. I think, I mean, I, I wish, I wish there was a website that held fake political things. Like say it like ran like kind of like the Blair Witch Project, like it ran on a blog and it would be like a uh, Republican or whatever. And then a Democrat and it was all fake. And then they had fake elections and then you could bet on them. And then like, just, I like watching the map add up the numbers and I like doing like, if that one falls, then he's going to need that one and that one and that one. I love that stuff. Here's one question. Should have been a poli sci major. Here's one question I have. Can you get more, like, can they both get 270? I think, I think that the way they can get is 269 and then a tiebreaker, I'm going to, I'm going to totally mess this up. I'm pretty sure a tiebreaker goes to the house and then, and then it goes somewhere else. And it was like some, some, there is a way that this could have happened where a tiebreaker goes to the house, Joe Biden becomes the president and then the Senate, or I think somebody Republican has to pick a vice president where they would pick Trump as the vice president. Crazy. So it'd be a Biden Trump administration, which would be, I, now I could have this totally butchered, but I heard this in the ether of TV one mm-hmm. night and like kind of piece it together. Like that'd be interesting. And then it completely flew out of my head as something I knew. <laughs> <clears throat> but I know there is a way that there would be basically a tie it goes to the house and then basically each in this scenario, each party would get a pick for president and vice president, which would be the ultimate irony. Like <laughs> in the simulation, the, that's what I, yeah. Would. <laughs> yeah. The, the numbers just don't kind of don't add up to me right now. Mike, but I'm also looking at one website <laughs> and I looked at another one and the numbers were definitely different, Yeah, but it's strange. I'm like, I think they can both have over 270 if they win the states that they're leading in right now. I think they're both going to be I don't over think 270. Is it I think the math think so? I think the I think they've done the math and that's okay. not possible. But I but I maybe there is a way. I, but, I don't know. I I still think the electoral the electoral college is bullshit. Like I don't know. I don't like the I I wasn't there when they we started can, the whole thing. We could change what this podcast is if you want. <laughs> let's let's school all right poppy's taking anti-electoral college Matt is taking now they're uh i i like the electoral college but lately i have a i have a buddy that is that absolutely despises it and he's actually like i I think i understand i get what he's talking about i just Um, think uh, i think it should be a popular vote nothing nothing else like the most votes wins well that that'd be easy Democrats win every election, New York and LA population, huge campaign and campaign in two cities and be done with it. I mean, that sounds peaceful. (laughs) Middle of America doesn't deal with any of the bullshit, but that is the idea is that is the, the reason it's there is because you couldn't just have four major cities. The people only do their rallies in those four cities because those are the only numbers they need. And then, and then somebody in Montana has to deal with subway laws from New York. And they're like, wait, we don't have a subway. Yeah. Well, that's the that, idea. That that's sense. the idea. Now, granted, <laughs> were they predicting subway laws in uh, 1700s? Probably not. So that's the idea. The idea of it is that, though. So right now, the Electoral College runs like, like Montana has three electoral votes because there's like 35 people there. Uh, California has 55 because there's gobs and gobs of people there. So... 
18 million. Yeah, yeah, a million, billions of them. So, all right. Um, well, let's jump into this after Paula talk. Let's get in. Uh, all right. So, I just wanted to sit down, and I, if the people listening don't know Chris Popadek, I'll let you start. What do you want them to know before you get these questions? Do you want me to read you Miranda rights or anything like that? No, uh, I'm a Pisces. <laughs> I'm having a midlife crisis. Um, Pisces with a Pisces in a crisis. <laughs> I uh, I play drums in the band. I handle the some shit whenever we're touring, and I print the merch. Most of you know who I am. The ones that don't, it's fine. Now you do. I, I sit behind the drum kit for a reason. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah, you, I always get jealous. Well, part of me gets jealous. You drummers always end up the sweatiest, but they always are dressed the com most comfortable. Like you guys get to wear swim trunks. <laughs> I've seen some drummers wear some ridiculous shit. Yeah, but you've definitely you've definitely reverted to warp tour, Matt. You're flip flopping it in shorts and dude, it's great. It's <laughs> I mean, somebody could tell me that I shouldn't do that, but at the end of the day, we were in 2005, we were gigantic and looking like absolute morons. So I'm not really sure it matters. <laughs> and there's somebody that would have been like, oh, they were emo sex symbols or something like that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> we were buying, no. short, we're buying shorts at Foot Locker. I hope you realize that. <laughs> so looking for that new Cavs jersey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, I for real, I for real wore. I found a Bo Jackson Auburn jersey one time, and I wore that with basketball shorts on stage once. That's so, a football jersey with basketball mm -hmm. shorts, and me, me playing neither is really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, uh, whatever it was, what it was. All right, I'm a, here's my. Now that we know Poppy, here's we're gonna know Poppy more after this question. So, in your entire life, is there can you point to one thing or some formative moment that made you a drummer, a motorcycle rider, a, something that made you into you? If you could find one, or you could say a, a certain time period. Uh, basically it, would anything probably you be, it would probably be a time period, which really strange that you said motorcycle things. I thought about this the other day, um, just in like tracing my life back, I guess. So I was really into like motocross, but not riding. I just liked the magazines and I had like pictures of like motocross riders all over my bedroom. And I was, I don't know, 10 to like 12, maybe, I guess, mm -hmm. something like that. And then somehow I got into BMX, like riding, like freestyle BMX riding. And then I actually did that. But then I found skateboarding. So it was like motorcycles, BMX, and then skateboarding. And, but the skateboarding is where I think it changed because I think if I'd have been a motorcycle rider, I lived in like a small rural town. I probably would have been a hick ass dude <laughs> just riding dirt bikes. Right. But once I found skateboarding, I was like, Oh, and then like, you know, obviously the music that comes with skateboard videos and stuff like that. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not normal. Like I don't <laughs> fit in in this town whatsoever. And, and I still don't fit in, which is yeah. amazing. <laughs> do you, do you feel like, okay, I, I always wanted a BMX bike and I never had one. I feel like all the, all the kids that wanted motorcycles got BMX bikes. And then, and then the people that ended up motorcycle somewhere met up with the dirt bike in the middle. 
Like dirt, were dirt bikes really popular where you were? Really popular. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I have, so some people that, you know, Sam Chamberlain, like the tattoo artist, mm-hmm. Yep. like her and all of her friends, they're like, they're all dirt bike riders. They're kind of like, um, not really dirt bike, but like, uh, whatever they call them, the, it's like a dual bike. It's like a, you can ride it on or off road, whatever that category is. That's like a huge thing right now. And they're all, you know, fairly young, they're in their twenties. Right. So I feel like dirt bikes have just always been like, if you're into motorcycles, you're either into riding on the street or riding dirt bikes. Yeah. Um, I wanted a dirt bike so bad when I was a kid and my, my parents are like, we're not getting it. You know, a, you have nowhere to ride it. This is true. Uh, B they're expensive. True. I was true. 10. I was 10. And uh, C like, they're just dangerous. If you're a 10 year old with a dirt bike. I mean, it's just not, I'm really glad they didn't do it. I've, I've never broken a bone. I would have had I got one of those for sure. See, I had so many friends who, because we lived like way out in like we lived in small towns and there was just nothing but woods around us. There were a lot of kids who like at five and six or seven were like already riding dirt bikes and four wheelers because that's what they're, that they had them. Yeah. So it was totally normal for them to, for them to go get on it. But I feel like you could get like, you could get like a small 50 or 100 cc dirt bike for like a kid for well under a thousand dollars really like i think so i mean i paid a well, that's a for that's a million bike. that's a million dollars when you're eight <laughs> it is but my first bmx bike back in the 80s was probably 379 dollars wow the one i just bought marley was over 500 so my parents were probably lying to me, telling me they're too expensive, but also telling the truth because the hospital bill probably would have been too expensive. It, 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 would, be, it would be one of those things in that time period, it would be like, you can get one gift for the year and it's going to be a motorcycle. <laughs> right. We're going to buy you one thing. That's it. Right. It's, uh, so, what, real quick, educate me. When you say 100cc, I literally mm-hmm. think of Mario Kart. It's that. It's like the engine so what, size. Okay. It's so like it just a, means faster. Yeah, no. like so my my bike is a 750. So more horsepower, larger engine, more weight, like a 50cc you could never ride on like route 35. Okay. So it just means horsepower, not, it's just how fast it can go. Yeah. How gotcha. fast it can go, yeah. So um, so yours is a 750cc. Mhm. If you were to do that in Mario Kart it would be impossible to play 200 is the maximum on there. And it's, yeah, uh, it's really, it's insane. It'd be so fun. It's so, I'm playing at 100 CC on Mario and I'm like, okay, if I know the course, this is no problem. The yeah. 150, I'm like, I better know. The gets course. a little dicey. Yeah. You gotta start, start your turns early. I want, oh, yeah. I wish they would do a, a mode where you can just set it to whatever you want. Like you do a thousand CC and just, just oh, for my fun. God. <laughs> so fucking hilarious. So, Right on. So you were, you were basically extreme sports guy, but then skateboarding hit and you're like, okay, I found my people. Like it's still in this yeah. extreme sports realm, but, but more on the black flag, less on the, less on the campfire drinking. Yeah. Well, no, I, I was doing that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it was, I think it was really a, a, another moment that goes because I was also a jock. Like I played baseball and basketball when I was little and I was like, I'm super competitive. 
Right. So I gave a shit about it. But when I was in junior high, I was on the basketball team. I wasn't a starter, but I was on like, I was like one of the, you know, I traveled and everything. And I got shit for like wearing my skateboard or my basketball shoes to go skateboarding. And they're like, yep. And I was like, I think you guys are, I think I don't care about this anymore. And I stopped playing basketball on a team that year. I did start again the next year. I played uh eighth ninth and tenth grade but in seventh grade i quit i was like i'm out of this but i went to a private school and i was like oh i can play in a private i can play basketball for a private school cool yeah i'll go play right it's a little bit different yeah Um, for sure but that was the moment where i'm like oh i don't think i'm a jock anymore i think i'm actually actually a skateboarder right And and then that and that like sent you to down the musical path the whole deal it was which is yeah it was was cool because i talked to mark yesterday and it's like it's the same story minus the basketball and the motocross. So it's just like skateboarding yeah. opens up that world of like, oh, here's all this stuff. It's so weird how that like, is like a thing. It's, you know, we obviously both listen to, to podcasts and I would say that 90% of, of young males or males in general, like if they ever, it was either like Tony Hawk or skateboarding. So which is still skateboarding. Like yeah. that's the inter- that's the introduction to music. Yeah. It's I was always I wonder how many people got introduced to like punk rock via Tony Hawk on PlayStation. I bet it's unbelievable. I bet the number if you could actually quantify it, it's unbelievable. Millions. <laughs> yeah. Like I bet Just... it's like think about how many kids listened to the adolescents and didn't Marley. realize they were doing it. I mean, it's unbelievable. Marley, like I, when, when we played like that songs when we played that warp tour i was like amoeba like i know that song like the back of my hand i've never listened to the adolescence ever except nope. for that i listened to it so much on that game mm-hmm. which is just yeah. crazy but i mean it, it's kind of cool though because if skateboarding got you into music and so there's like this weird a piece of wood with four wheels can somehow change your life and move you into like a direction that's so bizarre that video game is kind of the essence of skateboarding itself because it, it opened up a world of music to people that just had PlayStations. Mm-hmm. Like, so it kind of does the exact same thing as actual skateboarding, but I mean, it kind of, it sums up the thing in like a video game or whatever for a whole new audience. It's kind of cool. I, I mean, even, I think it was even this year, was it this year that they did like the re-release of like Tony Hawk one and two? Yep, I have this it. Year? Yeah, it was September. So in in tandem with that, they released the soundtrack on vinyl. Like nice. that's how like they knew they know now because they can see look back like, oh, this changed everything. So yep. to actually put like, okay, we're gonna release this on record and it's gonna come out. Yep. And I'm sure they're gone. I'm, I'm, yeah, sure, I'm sure you can't find a copy of it now. Well, it's like it, it, it's like a cultural phenomenon now. Like that's how it's kind of seen. Like Tony Hawk One and Two are like a cultural movement thing. Yeah, like that and like like Halo, Call of Duty, and Tony Hawk will go down as like franchises that every generation will know about from now on i think yeah yeah for sure it's crazy of course my neighbor decides to mow their grass right now and they feel like they're mowing they feel like they're mowing in the house like that's how loud it is 
I thought my so, motorcycle turned on. Yeah, well, sorry to all the listeners. You're going to hear somebody mow the grass. I hope they do a great job at it, though. Well, right on. Uh, yesterday. <laughs> there you go. What is your, if you could ma- name one thing that you've gotten from being in, I mean, I've got Hawthorne Heights written down, but just music in general, favorite thing that's come out of being in a band or playing music professionally. What's the coolest thing? Traveling. So like there's, you you may or may not know, I was a little bit of a a wanderer when I was younger. You know, I'd I'd hop in a car and go to Florida to do things, (laughs) but I never, and I did go to Portland and I was like living in Portland for a little bit. I was in Arizona living there. So I had traveled, but I only in the States. So the idea of like going to Japan, Australia, Hawaii, Alaska, Mexico, like there's, there's just not, that's not in the cards for me, like taking the time, the money. So being able to travel, being able to go to those places is, is like the most rewarding and crazy thing but that's all happened with Hawthorne like story yeah. never like story you know toward the U.S. extensively like I went to California a ton with story but I never we never left the country right so well those two things time and money are the barrier I mean you have to have the money to go and the money to spend time there like you have to y- yeah it's hard you, to you just travel for two weeks somewhere like you're basically you're basically saving up for the trip <laughs> and saving up for your time not working exactly while you're, while you're on the trip <clears throat> yeah so luckily we get to plan the time and then hopefully make some money while we're there so <clears> kind of the two bird the two barriers to entry are kind of solved by playing shows now yeah uh, it, which, and it's also one it's also something that every time that we like <clears throat> leave the country we're always like well we may not make any money or we may may make very little money but we are getting to go do to get getting to go do the traveling yeah yeah. so you kind of you kind of you're kind of taking less money but you're going to go have this experience that you Mm -hmm. don't normally get yeah and i think i think that not to make it political but i think that is america's problem like we're so obsessed with america and it's simply because we just stay here like americans Mm -hmm. just stay here just at some point go to germany and just talk to somebody and be like oh crazy these their people are exactly like me just with a different act or like a different language yeah. and like once you start seeing the world and you're like oh okay people in japan just get drunk on the weekend oh, okay got it like this is like it's kind of like cool to see <clears throat> that everybody is kind of everybody's different but also at the end of the day everything is the same also regardless yeah, of yeah. Where you- the you could find you could find exactly what me and you are doing right now happening in another country, two friends just talking and, yeah. and their lives are going to have this, a similar scenario. Like yeah. you, they're going through whatever you're going through. Like, yeah, people inherently are very similar. It's just, where do they live? What's their climate? Like what's their like culture? Like that's really yeah. the only differences. Um, yeah. Except for, like Japan's Japan. the weird one. Japan's the weird one because we, they're the quintessential been... society. And you're like, whoa, yeah. how's this work? 
a lot of lot of stimulation in Japan. It's <laughs> yeah. insane. Every, everything's flashing twenty four hours a day. But it's like it's that just it's that thing like when you when I go to New York, I feel like uber claustrophobic. Like really, but I like it. Like I like the feeling of New York. Like it makes me want to feel like it makes me want to go on a diet and be a better person because everybody's like really working hard or they at least look like they are and they're like <laughs> good looking in certain parts. You're like, damn, I need to get my shit together. Whereas Japan, everybody is like the same, but equally awesome. Like everybody, it's like really busy, but nobody's touching you. There's like all these, like, there's all these caveats that Japan like goes against everything, you know, is like busy American society, but it's busier, <laughs> but it's better in every way. It's a bizarre place. There. Yeah. For, for anybody that's never like never been or or just never really studied you can tell that like by the way that they carry themselves in public <clears throat> and shit yeah just in public because that's all we really see them in um you can see why everything's so efficient and like they're leading the way and i mean they just they're raised differently than us but like yeah. there's i i mean it's obvious like a respect thing is so big there and they have it in all of in their whole life like they were there's respect from the moment they walk out the door to the next person that's coming up to them like yeah. you can just see it it's ingrained in them yeah I, now, I always i will never forget and this i think this is like i just think it's cool we were there for like i don't know three days two days something like that when we went over there with nest and on their uh <clears throat> in their subway systems it's, everything is just spotless which is like so many people and it's spotless and the culture even rubbed up on us or rubbed off on us because Tony from Mest, not to throw him under the bus, finished, <laughs> finished a monster or a canned energy drink of some sort. And literally in the subway, he threw it on the ground and we were all like angry. If somebody did that in, in New York City, sub, New York subways, I'd be like, whatever. Like it already looks like shit. <laughs> but there... We're like the Americans, like, no, we must save Japan. Like, we cannot. <laughs> like, we were, like, instantly indoctrinated into the culture of not messing up stuff. Whereas if somebody mm -hmm. did that in New York, like, eh. I mean, what are you really going to do? You're going to shit on a pile yeah. of piss? Like, who cares? Uh, <laughs> but, like, there, even us, we were like, how could Tony disrespect them? Like, like we were even in only being there for, like, four days. Like, yeah, which is crazy. Can you imagine me growing up in that? I mean, that it even hit us because we saw him as like an absolute monster, no pun intended, for doing that. And it was just funny because we would not have had that reaction somewhere else. Probably not. <laughs> Which I is mean, really funny. <clears throat> yeah, that's, I, I was gonna ask, um, have you ever, because I know I never have, have you ever been to like Taiwan or you know, like, have you been deep into like no South Asia? <clears throat> nope. So it's Japan on the on the China on the weird on the weird countries over there. I think me and you have been to the exact same places. Okay. Yep. The okay. Where you, you were with us in the China when we went to China for overnight or no? No, no, because I flew in. Remember, I flew in later. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was, I was, I was in the states traveling. Yeah. Well, I wish I was you because that it sucked. Was when that you, your only China experience? Yeah, that's that's the that's the first and last time I'm going. I'm mm -hmm. good. So, 
I but, will uh, say when we when we left Japan, when we when we were flying, I I guess we were flying to maybe Australia, but we left Japan, had a layover in China, and the difference between the places was so noticeable. Yes. Like, oh my god. So yeah. Japan's Japan, China's the shittiest part of New York. Yeah, yeah, like, it's just different. Filthy. I mean, the, but but they have like different things. They have like population is gigantic i mean it's unbelievably huge so there there are like things but we were now granted we were in when i was there we were in shanghai for 12 hours and we literally went from the airport to a hotel at the airport so i'm i don't think that i really get to judge china but what i what i'm judging and what i got i'm like okay i can't even google stuff and your food's weird and the only people i saw were fighting like right there, if I'm just making a judge, a judgment based on what I, my experience, no thanks. But, and then Japan is just like the Mecca of humanity. It's just like, yeah. So they were so pandemic ready. I'm so jealous of it. They've been, they're <laughs> like, oh, so carry on. Cool. We'll keep carrying on. <laughs> like keep, wear masks if you're sick, like, which is something I hope our culture does because it just makes sense. It's like very, it's yeah. not. That's the thing that's really frustrating. When you go to Japan, all this like wear a mask because of this, it has nothing to do with politics. Japan's been doing it for decades. Like, no, just act like, like I wish somebody just goes, no, I'm not telling you to do it. Don't look at me, be like Japan. <laughs> if they don't feel good or have a sinus, whatever, they put on a mask, no big deal. It's just common courtesy. When, but Japan also, when they have to smoke a cigarette on the street, you go into a little cigarette smoking thing. You don't walk down the street smoking a cigarette because you're blowing smoke in people's mouth and they don't like it. But that's like built into their culture, that like mm -hmm. regular common courtesy stuff that God, I hope uh, we would just uh, uh, get a it. respect of respect for the for the for the for your common person, like your yeah. common man or woman. Yeah. Like <clears throat> they are going to a section to smoke out of the way so they don't blow it in kids' faces and then putting their cigarettes away. We are walking down the street with cigarettes and just chucking them in people's yards. I mean, the difference is stark. Like, yeah. so it's just absolute. It's, it's, if anybody gets a chance to go to Japan, please do. It is a what just to sit there and watch it is wild. Like, it's just yeah. a wild place to be. If I, if I had to pick, I mean, I would go to other places for like climate and scenery, yeah. but for sheer, Holy shit! This is how it should go. It would yeah. be Japan, Man. and 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 I didn't go early with you guys because I'm like, ah, I don't really have any interest in Japan, and I really didn't. Like, I just yeah. didn't appeal to me for some reason. Now that I've been, I was like, oh my god, I'm so glad I got to go, and <laughs> right. I cannot wait to go back. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they like the the crazy thing is, I love that they like they're like peaceful people, but like they have like female only train cars. And if a guy gets on there, their other guys will get on there and, and all the girls and they will beat them up, like not really? beat them up, like to where they have to go to the hospital, but they will like beat them in like a shameful way. Like you will be, <laughs> you'll be hit by 30, 30 women. So if your thing is power here, we're going to take it from you. Like it's, I never saw very that strange. There. Oh, I never saw I, anybody get beat up for it, but I know no, it. No, I, I know it happens. I, it's a thing. I never saw the train, is what I mean. I never saw like mm -hmm. a, a female only car. Yep. 
but it's just like, if you don't feel now, granted, they don't have like a high crime rate or anything, but if you don't feel comfortable, here's your train car. And if somebody messes with it, they're going to get told not to <laughs> like, Crazy. yeah, it's a really wild culture. It's cool. But yeah. all right. Uh, the next one, if somebody wants somebody on here, if they want to live a better life, starting this moment, the second they're hearing this, what would be the very first thing you'd tell them to do? It could be, it could be the smallest start, start, or biggest. Start exercising in some fashion. Damn, look at no, you. No matter, same as, no same as Mark. Same really? as Mark. Yeah. Yep. Well, I will, uh, how about this? I'll take your advice. <laughs> I, Seriously. I don't like, exercise for shit. E- even, even if you were to like, I mean, you have a dog, so you go for walks every day, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. So, like, that's something. Like, people go power walking for a reason. But, like, if you go, if you were to walk, like, five miles every day, like, one, it clears your head. You're, but you're, you're definitely exercising. You're going, you may not notice it, but you're going to feel better. Yeah, you think clearer, too, after doing you, something like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Like, this morning, today, today and tomorrow, like, kind of, like, my off days for my workouts, but I, like... Since I got up, I was like, all right, I'm going to try something new today. And I was like, right. so I worked out for, you know, whatever, 20 minutes or something. I'm like, all right, cool. Like I can start my day now. Yep. Like me, and I feel, I feel like groggy and I've had my coffee. So I'm in that middle. I'm like kind of asleep, but my, my body is like, <laughs> yes, caffeine. So then I, once I take Severs on a walk, then my day will actually begin. Then I'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm ready to do stuff now. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm in that lull period. So that's interesting because Mark was like, Mark said like eat better and work out, exercise, whatever. So I like it. Definitely, definitely the eating thing. But as, as, as you know, I eat <laughs> no matter, no matter what my diet is, I eat like shit <laughs> right. most of the time. I mean, I have a bag of Fritos sitting next to me. <laughs> you, I think you, I'm not eating them. I think you eat less shitty than you think, but at way weirder, to- way weirder times than you think, or maybe you just know. Oh, I know I eat like ridiculous times. Cause you could drop and a dinner. I, you could drop a dinner at midnight and it'd be normal. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It's just oh, dinner. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. that's not exactly dinner, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I got up at eight, I got up at eight 30, but you know, I've been working all day and like doing my thing, but yeah, I'm going to have dinner at 11. It's fun <laughs> I just got off work. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh right. shit. I like it. I, I think like it's so hard going from band life because me and Leah talk about it every five minutes of starting a routine. It's so hard for me to start routine in general, just because of band life. Like there is being on the road is such a routine because it literally is the same thing every day, but the time and the situation changes at the also every day. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it is the same but the situation is always different no matter what, even though the schedule, if you write it down, oh, you wake up, you drive to the show, you do like, those are all the same, but when they happen is so variable based on like how far the drives are, how like all those things, it's impossible to get on a routine. Well, not impossible. I'm just, I could do it, but. I would say if we were like, for instance, you know, the Bayside tour we would have done in the spring, that would have been six weeks of complete routine. Yeah. Especially if we had been on a bus, it would be like, okay, cool. We know that at noon we're loading in or at one o'clock we're loading in and then we're going to have VIP at five. And then like those kind of tours at that level, there is a very set schedule. 
yeah. because you're not driving. You're going to, whenever you, the, the day's done, you can choose to go to bed or you can choose to stay up. Yeah. But you just know that you have to be up at a certain time to like start working. Well, so, on a, on a tour bus, it's routine is easier, but yes. also my experience on a tour bus, you can try all you want. It ain't going to happen. Cause there, I mean, there have been tours where you're like, this is the tour. Everybody, we've all said this, this is the tour. I'm going to bed at one and I'm going to wake up at seven and go see the city. You know what really <laughs> happens about three days of that. And then it becomes the, this is the tour where everybody's going to stay up until the bus leaves, mm -hmm. which, which is usually 5.00 AM. Yeah. And then everybody goes to bed at 5 a.m. and sleeps till 2. Mm. And it just ends up being that because the bus is so comfortable. And, and the, the excuse everybody uses, I just sleep better when we're moving. That is the, that I, is the I excuse. I literally had that conversation with somebody the other night talking about like how, because Marley said it when he was on Warp Tour, like the moment it starts moving, you fall asleep. Like yeah, it's. It's there real. Are some, there are some people that as soon as they get into a moving vehicle, they instantly fall asleep. Yeah. I'm kind of one of them, but I also can sleep if the generator is running. Right. But I do know that when we were in England and Europe this year, and even when we did maybe one of our anniversary tours, I remember I was sleeping, I was sleeping till about like noon, uh, and I was sleeping late. Like once you're in your bunk, sometimes it's just like, ah, I'm just going to cat nap. I'm just going to fall back yeah. asleep. I don't have yeah. to get up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you do that. You don't really have to get up and the doors are closed. Like in a bus, the doors are closed. So day is night and night is night. Like yeah. it's, it's done. Unless you have an alarm or something or a, a phone where you can literally see that it's 1.30 in the afternoon and you're a grown man. What are you doing? Yeah. There is no way you're getting up because it looks the same. It is a it's, death it, trap, dude. It's also a little bit like for me, it would be like, uh, okay, we're in England and it's like when we we were we were there, what um January, February. Their weather yeah. wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. It's like no. uh, it's drizzly and cool out today. I'm just gonna I'm comfortable and warm. I'm staying <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, that's every day for me in England. In England, I'm like, I've seen this. I, I get the deal. Like, I know that if I'm going to, if I'm hungry after five o'clock, I'm eating a kebab and going to feel bad about it. Like, that's yeah. just is what it is. <laughs> yeah. there And there's definitely in the States, it's like, oh, we're in, uh, I don't know, Ames, Iowa, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> oh, the good old days. <laughs> Oh, shit. there's just cert certain towns where you're like ah shit okay there's like one thing here but it's kind of far is it i don't know it it really it's a personality thing um but but even if the routine is staying up till five and, and then sleeping till noon that's still a routine it is. at least you can you can get into a little bit better of one on a bus when you're driving yourself and you're in the states routines are fucked yeah, it's close to impossible, but whatever. But it's a you it's get, a wild it's a wild life. It's definitely unhealthy, <laughs> that is for sure. But fun, but fun. I think I think my biggest thing in England, I think on this last trip to England, I decided, you know what, 
I don't care about this place because I have, we've been going there forever. I've never seen Big Ben. So this last time we went, we're like, we're going to go see Big Ben. I'm like, okay, fine. Here we go. Parliament Big Ben. And Big Ben is gone. <laughs> Fully covered. And you can't see anything. I don't even think you could see the tip. You definitely, you it, was see, it was all covered. Yeah. So they were doing construction. It was like fully covered. You couldn't even see it. And I was like, this sums up how I feel about walking around England. Even when there's something I'm like, okay, I'll cross it off the bucket list. And then I'm like, cool. The entire thing's under construction. There's no way. There's no way there's 7,000 employees in there fixing that thing. Right now. <laughs> I mean, they covered the entire thing. That, so. that was the first time that I had ever been down that way though so that was at least it was a nice day we did spend like it was fun we got our, we got our exercise it was fun it was a, it was a good time like had it been shitty it would have, if, if it would have been like gray and cold and like fuck this it but sucked. like it was it, it was a sunny day it was pretty <laughs> out yeah it was um, a nice nice walk but if somebody if somebody ever asked me oh have you seen big ben i'd be like Yes. Nope. I don't know how to answer this. Like, I I walked by. I saw the plaque. <laughs> yeah, I saw where it should be. Uh, hopefully, it's still I mean, there. I got, a, I, I got a picture of me. Uh, we can Photoshop <laughs> the uncovered version, and if you like. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So bizarre. All right. Uh, person alive or dead, you would want to have dinner with, and then why? And it can be, and you can even, if you want to name a restaurant too, that's fine. You can do whatever you want with the question. Oh my goodness. You can think. That's why I wanted this to be a surprise so I can get you thinking. <laughs> this one's um Can I tell you who I think you're going to say? Yeah. Mike Patton. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> that was that was the first person that popped in my head I'm like, well, think about it." If you can go back to somebody who's died, like somebody who's not around anymore, but I'm like, mm, still kind of want to have dinner with Mike Patton. <laughs> I didn't see you I'll... as a Thomas Jefferson kind of person, so I'd be like, he's going Mike Patton. But then if I'm, because I'm like, well, that'd be a nice date. And then I was like, well, maybe Christian Slater, because he's pretty handsome too. <laughs> Christian Slater. All right. I think I think it would actually okay if, if we're going male. My first my first was Mike Patton just because, and I don't know what I would even say to the man. I just think I just want I think I want to be a fly on the wall at yeah. the conversation table. Um, like how's this person talk, interact, yeah, yeah. do stuff like, like I, in like in a natural setting because I've because he's obviously a public figure, but like how is he like if he's just yeah. having dinner with his friends? How is he? And then I think I would like uh, Winona Ryder on on the female side. <laughs> so you're, so I, I'm like, stare. I'm like person you want to you want to have dinner with, and you're like, well, let's see who who would I go on a date with? <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> oh fuck yeah, <laughs> Winona Ryder. I love the idea of Winona Ryder and Christian Slater, <laughs> and somebody going, I know exactly how old this guy is. <laughs> Oh, he's in his mid forties. He was a child. He was a child of the eighties. Uh, what's your favorite Christian Slater movie? Gleaming the Cube. Ooh, very nice. The only one I can picture is Cuffs. Can you remember that? Remember that? <laughs> I can just picture the video, the VHS cover. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that 
Gleaming the Cube, which I think they changed the name to like a brother's revenge or a brother's honor or something stupid like that. Right. I think they did. I I'm pretty sure it's I know that it's Gleaming the Cube on Amazon Prime. Okay. Because it's maybe on they've there. maybe they've changed it back. Um, but there was a period where it was like a brother's justice, I think is what they changed. Oh it to. god. I know it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, but I think that was the first thing I saw him in. I think. Mike Patton. Mike Patton with guest of honor Christian Slater and then separate dinner, just a table for two. Candle. Oh, yeah. You're, t- you're paying the bill. I see what you got going on. Yeah. <laughs> so you're trying to, you're going to take the uh, alive or dead. You want to be alive because you're trying to get a girl, <laughs> you're trying to get a girlfriend out of this. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to go on a date with a lifelong crush. I love that. That's great. <laughs> All right. Final, final question. You wake up and you are going to have your perfect day. What are you doing in that perfect day? You're awake. Now go. Well, because my routine is get up and exercise. I'm going to do my workout. Uh, I'll have coffee, breakfast, shower, get my day going. Then I'm probably going right outside. It's probably 87 degrees out. It's sunny. There's water. (laughs) And I'm just going to sit outside and have coffee and probably take my phone and a book. Read little cat nap in the afternoon uh i'll probably there'll be a drum kit somewhere i'll play drums for a couple hours and then if we're talking perfect and this is like a perfect scenario perfect there's no screen printing involved ever (laughs) but there will be a wood shop that i can go out there and build something or at least like maybe i'm sanding a piece of furniture that i'm working on or like you know drawing something out but it would be designing and building some sort of I don't know, probably a furniture based thing, you know, yep. whatever, whatever it is. Like I, I just, yeah, I want, so I want some sawdust. If you're, when you're work, when you're working wood stuff, are you podcast or music? Nothing. Nothing. Nice. No, absolutely not. You're working with power tools. You can't hear shit. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're just, you're just hearing the, the grinds of the thing. Yeah. I mean, if I'm using like my saws, any of my saws, I need to, I need to be able to hear the blade and like, what, like, is the wood, like, is it backing? Is it going to back itself out? Like, right. did, it, yep. did it hit a knot? Like, yeah. Yep. Like I will wear, um, like the earmuffs yep. just to kind of, if I'm like doing if I'm like, when I'm built, I built a coffee table and I had to plane about, I don't know, 50 or 60 pieces of wood that I did like the surface with. And I was running my planer for probably three hours. Mm-hmm. Like I wore headphones or like I wore right. earmuffs. That's so like much high end. That's so much high yeah, end. Like crazy. Yeah. So, but yeah, but especially if I'm using something like that, if I'm sanding something, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't listen to any music because I, I want to be focused on, I don't, especially a podcast, Right. like no fucking way I could put on music, but I like the sound of it all. Yeah. And you probably wouldn't hear it anyway to be honest like it'd just be kind of whatever my little sander that i have my little handheld sander i could probably put like my i could put my in-ear monitors in and i could like sand shit and like listen to music because those block out enough yeah but anything that would be like more like just mindless sanding yeah 
yeah, I kind of, so you're, you're, a. I don't want to call you a cabin in the woods guy, but that's kind of, you're a cabin in the woods guy. Uh, as long yeah. as there's water next to the cabin and then you just got like, you're building another cabin in your wood shop. Yeah. You're building the cabin you live in. That's your, oh, your yeah. perfect day. You're like, a, Oh, I'm working, I'm working on my house. Yeah. Yeah. You're just building. Oh. You're like little house on the prairie episode four. Yeah. Or they're like, we need a place to live. I know what I can do. I'll build a house right now. Yeah, which which I really have no idea how to do. But if somebody said, "Here's a sweepstakes challenge for you. We'll give you the money to build it. You here's your piece of land. You're on your own, but you have all the tools and the wood. I'll figure it out." What would you build? What would you go for? What kind of uh, cabin scenario? Do you, cause I, I lately, I'm like, I follow this Instagram about, it's called A-Frame Dreams and it's just A-Frame houses that are like, it's got like cheaper ones, but there's one on there today that's a million dollars in California and it's mm -hmm. the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Part of me wants an A-Frame, but only cause I've seen it on Instagram and they're sick, but I can't afford any of them. Well, I was thinking about this. I, my first thought was going to be like some sort of like lofty A-Frame thing when I was in high school, right out of high school, somewhere like in that like eight, 17 to 20 age. My friends, my friend's parents had owned a nursery. So they had a huge plot of land and way, way out in their, on their property. We built a cabin in the woods, like literally a cabin in the woods. And we were all helping with the construction. And I know it was two stories and it ha it was basically like the second story was just like um it was open in the middle so yeah. it had like a, it was basically a lip around but it was like big enough to like for put to put beds and stuff up on there yeah and i feel like it wasn't i feel like it was like kind of partial a-frame right but like that's also a lot of work like it to is. get that support like building a box house pretty simple like if you can if you if Prove i can build it. a book if I can build a bookcase and I can build like bed frames, I can build, I can build a one or two room basic home because yeah. it's just. Yeah. You got to brace the, stuff and put a roof yeah. on it. And yeah, exactly. Out. But an A frame is crazy. It's different. But yeah. I, I think if I'm going to build something, if I've got like the tools in them, I've got the tools in the in materials. I think I get a little weird. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm like, okay, like it's got a sloped roof at like a 32 degree angle. And like, it's going to have this like loft and like this, I think I would get a, I think, I think I would build one basic ass shack to like live in just to sleep in. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to take the rest of the materials and build something a little more out of place for right. the landscape. Well, see, I think I think you're I think you're a mirage because you're like the punk rock skateboard screen print guy, but I know for a fact that you're a Frank Lloyd Wright wood building. Mm -hmm. Like I know that there's architecture underneath that black flag. I know it's in there. I know I you're wanted, at least, whether you're amazing at it doesn't matter. Like you're, I know you're into it, which yeah, I think is cool. I, when I was gonna, when I had the idea of like I'm gonna go to college, what are you gonna go for? Architecture because I like to do it. And I'm like, I don't want to work in an architecture firm i don't want to work in, a, in an office i just want to d build homes or like at least draw the plans for them but i'm like right. i know i need schooling for this and i know i would have to go do 
an internship at a firm. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But I, but I do. Yeah. I, I, I love the idea. I, I love blueprints so much. Yeah. Like, You're like, it's the same. When I was growing up, I wanted to be an archeologist. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was because of Jurassic Park or Indiana Jones. I'm sure it was one of those. Uh, and then my dad was like, you don't want to do that. And I was like, yeah, I do. I want to dig for fossils and find cool stuff. And he's like, well, archaeology, you're going to be basically more than anything. You're going to be trying to get the money to go do that. And you're probably never going to get the money. So you're basically going to be doing a sales pitch and then never actually doing the thing you want to do. That'd be mm-hmm. like kind of the same, like, in our architecture, you think somebody's like, oh, I need this thing built. Can you do it? You say, yep. And they give you all the materials and you build it. That mm-hmm. ain't how that works. <laughs> no. There's a bunch there, of bullshit on the way to that. There's so many levels. I, I wonder, like, I mean, I think you would have to be, to be able to actually be a designer, you, you would have to be an, incre- you would have to, your mind has to be there because you have to like be able to look at this piece of land and be like, I know what goes here. I know how yeah. this gets built. And I don't have that. I can just be yeah. like, oh, cool. Like I can, I can draw these shapes. Like, cause it's all geometry. To yeah, me, yeah. Like it's all geometry. But I'm like, but I'm like, where does this house go? It's not practical. Can this thing even stand? My right. A-frame home, my, my home that I would probably design. I'm like, I don't know how to like engineer this. I just know how to draw it. Right. And like, it would be so frustrating. Like as an, if you're like an architect person and you're like, I'm going to build this thing. I've got this vision. And then somebody gives you the budget and you're like, oh, I have to work within that. But, well, there goes my vision. Uh, I guess we're working with a stupid budget. I bet it'd be so frustrating because you're like, oh this could God. be so cool. Like, I bet it would get well, really frustrating. Now, me, that's me talking about architecture. I don't know anything about it. So I'm, of course, of I'm course just not. bullshitting. But, but that definitely turns into like, okay, how do you problem solve that? Can you, how do you like try to make it work right yeah like with whatever materials you can use that there i think there would be so much so much bullshit leading past like i don't know i think i just want to draw plans i don't think i really (laughs) want to be like i don't think i want to be like that in depth in like the planning and like what kind of what kind of soil do they have can we build on this (laughs) right right what's the what's the drink what's the runoff (laughs) who fucking cares (laughs) Let me, Let me just build a box. Let me just build a box on this thing. Do you want to buy this plan or not? It's only $12,000. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, sorry, but half the budget's been sucked up by uh, dynamiting a thing of sheetrock underneath. And you're like, oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, there goes those dreams. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, that would be, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Pretty sweet indeed. Hell yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, I'm going to let you do the same thing I let Mark do. Is there anything you want to say about yourself or anything? Mark just called me. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's probably like, what'd you say at the end? I'll get it. <laughs> um, drink a roll team. <laughs> That's fucking perfect. All right. Hope you love that interview with Poppy and I'm not going to drink my Ovaltine, but if you want to, please do. And then let, let, uh, let our friend Chris know you did it. Um, so that was, that was a good one. Uh, it was fun. It's, it's fun to do these things on a timeline. So they're kind of moving with the election since that's what everybody cares about. It's kind of fun to do them on different days, different things happen in the world. And for that reason, this interview coming up next with JT is hilarious. 
Uh, we just found out we have a new president about an hour ago, uh, and it's just funny. So obviously that's on our minds. It's probably more political. It's not really political, but it gets more political than the other ones, but it's just because uh, a shift happened in the last hour or so. And also, by the way, speaking of shift, if you guys can just PayPal JT anything to get him some better internet. Uh, really sorry about the internet issues, the lag, uh, but you made it through Mark and Poppy, and it was fine. Well, now, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to deal with some lag, and because of that, we're talking over each other. But hey, it's the internet. It's not perfect. The information what's important. So hope you enjoy the interview. Here's me and JT chatting it up. All right, uh, we are here with, or I am here. I don't know why I say we. I think I said we on the other two. I'm here with JT. It is November, let's see what day it is. November 7th, this has been funny because when I talked to Poppy, it was like right after the election, I was like, oh, there's no president. Talked to Mark the next day, no president. And now, <laughs> November 7th, you can follow the election timeline via our podcast. If you want, November 7th, uh, we have a president, I guess. So yeah, I mean, at least we do currently. Obviously, pending recounts and like whatever, whatever else they're going to do. And you know, it. The thing about it all is, is you just, you just see the the true colors of people. That like, this is nothing to them. Like it's not different than like watching the Bengals play. Man, they didn't get any. They didn't get any calls. Right. The Giants got all the calls. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, come on, man. It's like like I said before. I'm 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 not an overly political person, but I do err on the side of. Uh, I just want people to be happy. If it means that I got to give up 90% of my income in taxes, but everybody walks around with a smile on their face, just take it. I'm not a millionaire. I'm whoa, never whoa. fucking going to be. Whoa, take whoa, it. whoa. Drop that to 32%. Maybe I can get on board. 90. <laughs> now we're talking. We're talking I'm talking not, But the last four years, that is where I am. Just <laughs> as long as everybody could smile, you take it all, man. The best. But I don't the, really want it. The best thing I've heard. Uh, this is on a podcast a few days ago. The dude said, we cannot, we have real problems in the world. We cannot afford to talk about this guy for four more years. That's it. That's simply it. Yep. End of, <laughs> in, 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 end of story. Uh, you, you win some and you lose some. You just look at it like that. It's not this big, like cheating scandal. You if only Hillary like, Clinton at thought all that. of these polling places. At all, at all the, at all of these polling places, there are Republicans and Democrats counting all this stuff. These are not Democratic polling places, you know. Like, and it, it finds to do these recounts. Fuck it. Yeah. You By know, the way, your I internet, mean, your internet's wild. Find it. Your we internet. can't go all deep. Yes, it is, you man. Your I have internet. the worst internet on the planet. How many how many things do you have on here right now? How many how many things on Wi-Fi do you got going on? We might have to start over because it's glitching every sentence. Just two. Just two. No TVs, no Roku's, no. I just nothing. have two. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll see what we'll see what happens. Well, t the TV would be the other one because my phone's not connected. My oh, okay. 
All right. Nothing else. Is well, maybe we'll just maybe we'll just keep all this and we'll just see what it, we'll just be fine with it. Because there's like times it glitches the to, fuck out. They've come to expect this from me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is true. We'll just keep it. It's I'm not going to edit it. If I get a crazy thing happening, I'll edit that out. But or I'll probably edit this out. But we'll be fine. But yeah, I think I think it. It's a. It's a all this shit, it is what it is. Um, I th the good thing is, I think people just realized, I hope, that when there, is a, when there is an election, both parties put 50 attorneys in every state. I mean, at least 50. I mean, there's, a there's lawyers in every state watching yeah. all the, in every election that's ever happened. I think like people think that's probably new. Now, that's, that's something that's always happened. Also, a lot of things I see, especially with Leah, she's got a lot of, a lot of people overseas criticizing, like, how can they not count? That is a funny meme, but there are 50 different election laws. Each state has their own election law stuff that they do. Like, it's so weird that you can't say these idiots just can't count. It's funny. I get it. But it is weirder than that. Yeah. It's way weirder than that. So I did see a funny meme where it was a dude, like, it was said, like, how Nevada is counting. And it's that, it's that one, you make a dream come true, too. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> so there's like it was good for like that kind of stuff i thought that was really funny i thought america had a because i thought it was everybody kind of knew joe biden was going to win i think once things came in uh or when things started coming in i think the internet got to have like a good time with it for a few days so that was good to see i guess but it was like i love yeah. it was like like pennsylvania oh my god he's up by three points and i'm like yeah but they're they're waiting on on philadelphia and like that's a lot of votes i mean you just can't it's the chicken before the egg you're not gonna happen yeah so and then add a pandemic add the chaos I, around I, I, all of it it's all craziness yeah so you have people that are like i think now they're wanting to have mandates republicans are now wanting to have mandates by the way that you have to vote in person Let's all be Republicans. All want mandates now. Mm -hmm. All vote. They want no governmental control. And we now have. We need enforcement everywhere. As much government as possible. Being there, <laughs> counting these votes, hand hand counting, using our driver's license. It must be done in person. My favorite, my favorite was, and uh, there were some of the MAGA people, they were in one state chanting, count the votes. And then in another state at the exact same time, chanting, stop counting votes. Stop is, the count. Just stop counting yeah. when I'm ahead. If you could, that'd be great. Which, yeah. which, which in my opinion, I mean, but, that's fair play. I mean, I think Trump should say the election was rigged. It was stolen from me. Hillary Clinton said it for four years. Why shouldn't Trump say it until January? I'm fine with that. Payback's a bitch. Knock it out. Now, granted, when they tell you to leave, you leave. But if you want to say it was stolen from you, hey, that's fair play. Knock it out. I see no problem with that. But when it comes time to leave, you have to leave. And then go start your media network and talk about it there. You're not going to post up. We're not going to send in paramilitary to, to get you out of there. That's going to be insane. But. I'm yeah, excited to I, see how it plays out. I am, I am like intrigued to see how things play out. I mean, be, especially because it wasn't, it was close because we had to wait four days, but it wasn't close. 
like it it wasn't close it yeah just wasn't. like if you I really see. look at the map and really look at the numbers it was close for three days but then once everything washes ashore it was not close so whatever i love the idea of you posting that map meme with all the red everywhere mm -hmm. in the middle of the united states where there's no population and saying tell me how america really voted right but that's those aren't humans right that's landmass well the land that's yeah, exactly the, what the electoral college prevents yeah i mean i, I do think the one i mean there's a few important things i think we learned like say there's like a a trope which there is like everybody in the south is whatever racist or whatever whatever the word is mississippi is interesting because it went for trump heavily they also took the voted to take the confederate flag off of their flag and legalize marijuana that people just aren't as monolithic as that map makes it look like it, it's interesting like yeah, um Alab alabama Last time around for the Senate, they went blue because Roy Moore was basically outed as a pedophile. So, of course, go blue. And then this time they went heavily red in the Senate, but went blue for the president. I mean, people are not just voting down ticket all the time, monolithic thought. It's kind of everything. I When you really look at the numbers, I'm like, this is actually a refreshing voting map for the most part. Like, it's kind of nice. Well, you saw, Arizona, you saw, Arizona. Oh, yeah. Keep, keep talking about John McCain. Like. You talked about John McCain, buddy. Sorry, we're going blue. Like, there's like stuff that's like kind of refreshing. I mean, that's a bad strat. It, it ended up being a bad strategy. Oh yeah. You saw somebody call the bluff. Going after dead people, not a great strategy. <laughs> Beloved dead people, it's yeah. not a great strategy. Well, it. I I think that one thing that you have to notice, and I I hope that this is true, is that it will be the rebirth of the Republican party in the end of the MAGA party. Like, I, I think Republicans should just be Republicans. And I'm totally fine, I don't, while I don't agree politically with what they stand for, that's totally fine. I, but I don't want somebody running something down my throat at 24 hours a day. And that's what the MAGA party is. It's this weird, like, that's where like the cultish shit and stuff like that happens. Like, and I, I'm not saying that everybody should be like mega woke either. I just think your beliefs are your beliefs at the end of the day. Cool. Let everybody do what they do. I don't want anybody, but like, I just don't, I think we got to stop like just yelling at each other. I think that that is that we've proven that you cannot like, it's we not can't a ramp society. each other up for four years and then feel and then and then feel healthy. Right. You just can't do it. No. You know, like the, the, here's so, the good news. Uh, that's the, that's all. I, that's what I hope for. The good news, I think, and and I personally like. Now, this is like political strategy, so it's not like really reality. Like, if I was in a bubble above Earth, this is what I'd want to see, but I'm not, so I might have to deal with the repercussions, which is less fun. But uh, I think if those MAGA people go too wild like too crazy uh there is a thing in the republican like old school republican like okay like uh i'm not saying this is my opinion but whatever but i don't like obama but i respect the office that whole thing you know what i mean and i respect election results yeah. and i yeah 
I think if the MAGA people go too wild, which is a high chance they will, those Republican people you'll see runoff, like they will distance themselves and then it will become completely separated. Um, so I think it's probably healthy for those people to show their colors in the, in that, in that realm. Now, this is a guess of political strategy, yada, yada. So I think, I think the Republican party has had a identity crisis for four years and now the democratic party's getting their turn because they're going to have one for the next four years, um, which is probably healthy for democracy or he healthy for something. Um, time will tell. I don't know, but yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to see where it plays out because I think this is a healthy, yeah, like I, I said, think this is a healthy, this is a healthy balance. I mean, this is just what happened in my opinion is the healthiest balance that could come after a situation like we just did for four years, if I had to guess, but who do I, what do I know? Yeah. If I, if I could live the next four years on mute, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> just <Yeah>. fucking mute. <laughs> I hope, you know, like, I hope to God that that's what happens. Like if everybody just goes about their business and not everything, I, I'm just tired of everything being political. Even this podcast right yeah, now, it's that's... political. I hope, I hope in the future we don't talk about politics for 10 minutes before a podcast. <laughs> not, now, granted, if there's something fun or yeah, something important, for, for of sure. course, but orange man bad, I'm about, that's like it annoying. It can't be. Yeah, it just it just it just can't be every single day for every single person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the only people who won this last four years, and this is on sides of the fence, uh, are the makers of Tums and like Prilosec and stuff like that. Because you know, everybody has just been on Heartburn Central for four years, whether you're defending MAGA or yelling at MAGA. Yeah, it's, it's equally, the same it's, tone. It's you know equally what I mean? it's, exhausting. Getting, it's exhausting and it's aggressive. And you know that feeling when you're like, your blood is boiling when you're talking about something. There is very little in your life that your blood should be boiling over. Very little because in conversation. If, if I stole something from you and you caught me stealing from you you would have every right to be bright fucking red right you caught me stealing from you but like if we're just like nah man that ain't, i don't agree with that that ain't right that's <laughs> that is nothing for your blood to boil over and i think that four years later that's where we where everybody is to a degree grandparents my grandparent my grandmother her blood is boiling at 87 years old all day long. <laughs> right. She should be enjoying her years. <laughs> you right. know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. so. I mean, I, I think it's, I think yeah, it's, let's it's, relax. It's, it's, I mean, the media is telling us about all this stuff that the corruption everywhere, everybody's going to die. And quite frankly, if, if the media tells me everybody's going to die or everything is amazing, there's not really much I can do about it. So there's like a hopelessness involved too. So yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, the only thing I can really do is if three people are trying to cross the street, I can stop my car and wave them through to let them know I'm not going to hit them. If somebody's coming out of a gas station, I can hold the door for them. That's about my role in society when it comes to changing people's lives. That's it. So yeah. 
the news is telling me that I've got to be this, this social hero 24 seven. It's, it's not sustainable. It's impossible. And then you feel like a loser because you can't do anything. It's just a, Definitely. it's terrible. All you can do is be nice to somebody, wave to somebody that like I have a Jeep, wave to somebody with a Jeep, all that lame shit. That's the stuff that actually makes society work. So hold the door for people. Uh, buy somebody's yeah. coffee we, in line behind you. I think we like lost. I think we lost our ability to have fun a bit. So like, you know, like by making comments like, Hey man, I guess you should have, I guess you should have had more flags on your truck. <laughs> like that's funny. That should not make you mad. That's funny. If you're mm -hmm. flying flat, like you should be like, yeah, I get it, dude. It's funny. Mm -hmm. You know, that sort of thing. That's but like that is like that would be warfare right now. If you said that to somebody, they'd be like, yeah. like going absolutely wild. And like, I think that mm -hmm. we just we lost a little bit. Like everything's so serious. Yeah. And I think that, it, you know, you just reset you reset trigger point. And I think that that's what that's actually what I think we got to get past. We just need to calm down a bit because yeah. I think that politics, you know, to a degree are healthy. And but for four years, it's it's been entirely unhealthy, healthy. And you can, I think you can blame Trump, but I'm not, sh I don't know that that's accurate because I think that it just might be a failed experiment. Like he, like we can't have somebody stoking the fires. It's not political. We can't have somebody like just constantly, <clears throat> nobody wants to hear that shit. Yeah, it's, it's 50. You don't even get to me, the policies or anything like that. It's 50, 50. It's, it's half Trump's fault, half the media's fault. And they can't live, they can't live or die without each other. So it's like, just yeah, just yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, it's like human, I, I, normal humans are not built for that. I'm excited. I hope if anybody gets anything, I want them to get this when there are protests or whatever, there are, there are activists in that crowd. There are real people that want to make real change yeah. that want to do stuff. There's also people that just want to shoot fireworks in the streets. Like there are these two things that kind of conglomerate yeah. into one. There are, there are insane, wild MAGA people. There's also people that just want to ride around in a truck bed, drinking beers and throwing them out the, out the side of the truck. You know what I mean? Like not everything is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there are those crazy people there's, yeah. or whatever, yes. or people that are really trying to get it, but there's not, it's not, when you see streets full of whatever it may be, it's not hundreds of thousands of activists. It's, it's like six activists. And then like a bunch of people that are like, Oh, we can fucking throw something. That's cool. Like, yeah, not everything is as big as it may seem. <laughs> and the news is there to make it. I mean, most people think Portland's on fire. I know somebody from Portland. They're like, yeah, it's one city block. Nobody cares. People just drive around it. There's a detour. Like it's not the town's yeah. on fire. Like they literally have road yeah, signs taking sure. you around the stuff. Like, come on. But the media, of course, makes it look like Portland's going to fall into the ocean. It's on fire. Like that's their goal. I mean, that's how they get me to watch it. So that makes sense to me. And then, and then I buy yeah. uh, and then I buy something from Pfizer. That's how the game works. So, <laughs> all right, well, it's interview time. Enough of that, but it, it is fun to like, through these three interviews, see the uh, the election take place, which is pretty cool. So, but yeah, that yeah. that news happened yeah, like an sure. hour an hour ago or two hours ago from when we are recording this on Saturday. 
So, all right. Well, here we go. Interview time. Before we start, is there anything you want to say or did you already say it? Anything? Um, Speak your piece. I mean, honest with you, today, uh, before the election results went live, I wanted a donut. <laughs> and so I made Avery get out of bed, come with me on a hunt for a donut. And Troy just does not have good donuts. You know, there's M. Hortons. There's no local place. So we went to Kroger. And uh, you you know that that Intamins, like uh, you have like the chocolate and the uh, the plain and then the powdered one. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I got yep. a box of those. And uh, I got powdered Nesquik because I haven't had it in like 25 <laughs> nice. years and I had and it was great and uh you know what's funny is uh Avery's mom at one point Nikki my wife I just said that in a very weird way like <laughs> like we're like co-parenting <laughs> uh anyway Nikki I told her at one point maybe you're lactose intolerant so she will not drink regular milk, so we're trying to make the the nest quick with oat milk, and it's fucking terrible. It tastes so like oat I'm milk. Like, look at, I'm like, look at my glass, and look at your glass. Mine is this rich, velvety, luscious, <laughs> chocolatey, uh, just it's wonderful. And then hers looks like Sludge. I dumped brown. <laughs> I dumped brown into water. Is basically what it's yes. like. So, <laughs> yeah. So the moral of the story is Nesquik is still pretty damn good, better than I remembered it. Um, but you got it. Yeah, I know it's 2020, and people are trying to eliminate all real cows from their lives. But there, this is where milk wins. Right. It's it's a it's funny that you mentioned Nesquik because Pop, when I interviewed Poppy, his clue, which people listening to this have already heard it. His closing, I was like, okay, what do you want to close with? Anything you want to say? And he goes, drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so it's funny that you bring up the competitor, the Ovaltine competitor, without yes. knowing that he yeah. said that. Ovaltine yeah. for children yeah. would be Nesquik, I think. So that that's my ritual mm -hmm. on, like, Saturday mornings uh, is to just kind of take it easy uh yeah. the breakfast and then we, we will make like a big breakfast on sunday like uh you know like a family yeah breakfast usually french toast wonderful coffee um and then avery has been vegetarian for the last month so it's like really it's like my sidekick in my life has been erased so like nikki doesn't eat shit so I'll be like, hey man, I want to get a hot dog. Do you want to go? <laughs> yeah. Like, let's go. Let's go to the root beer stand and get a hot dog. And Avery'd always be like, yeah, that's great. Let's go do that. Or let you know, get this like big ass hamburger or something like that. And this doesn't happen often. This is like a once every two weeks thing. I'll get like a craving for something terrible, and that part of my life has been over for a month. Yeah. Kind of a drag to be Welcome honest. to my but, world when I'm on tour uh, and, uh, and you guys uh, all go vegetarian. That's what I'm going through. I'm like, okay. I know. I I, I see you now. I, I sit at the restaurant pain. and I go, uh, I guess I'll have the butter lettuce. 
and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Saturday morning. Right on. All right, here we go. Question that's one. It. This isn't how I'm going to frame it. Is not a question, but it is a curiosity more than anything. So my first question for you. I know you were born in Germany. I know you rep West Virginia, and I know you have a song about Ohio. Explain yourself. <laughs> I know, man. I'm a total liar. That's that's basically what I've told everybody is that I'm just a total liar. I'm not from anywhere. <laughs> you're um, from you live. Yeah, where so are you from? I'm, I'm from Earth. I'm from Earth. I'm not even sure I'm from there. But uh, yeah, so my father was in the military. So we bounced around a lot until I was in uh, second grade. And then we stayed in the United States. Um, so born in Germany because my father was in the military. And then I went to Georgia. So I lived in the South, which is why my, which is why my voice sounds serious while I have like kind of a Southern draw. Then we moved to West Virginia, which is where my mom's family is from, uh, which is a different sort of Southern draw. And then I just moved to Ohio in uh, the year 2000 and started hanging out with you fuckers. And the rest is history. But uh, yeah, like, I guess I'd traveled so much uh, beforehand that maybe this is, that's why I was built to, to do what we do. You know, like I lived in like four or five different places before I was in second grade because that's how much you move in the uh, military. So you get used to it. But yeah, it's weird. I love the idea of moving from Germany to Georgia to West Virginia and then saying, you know what, I'm going to do music. I'm going to Ohio. And then it actually works out, <laughs> which is so stupid. I know. The idea is stupid. Just, the idea is stupid. Just wait. Just wait for the book, buddy. Instead I will tell you this. To LA or New York, I chose Dayton. If somebody were to say it worked for JT, I'm going to mimic what he did. Do not do it. It's probably JT's an outlier. It is not, we're not doing scientific research on this. <laughs> 100%. I'm the reason the outlier exists. <laughs> Everybody else, like Devo, Tool, all these people are like, Nine Inch Nails, they're like, yeah, I was born in Ohio. That's where I wrote my music. And then I got the fuck out of there as fast as possible so I could become an artist. <laughs> That's, everybody else did the opposite. 100% right. Which is so funny. Yeah. So, all right. Um, that, okay, the next one I got is your favorite thing. Now this can be the tiniest thing in the world. It can be the big, it can be an overarching thing. I'm gonna ask you to not say traveling because that's what Mark and Poppy said. So something else. Favorite thing that's come yeah. from being in Hawthorne Heights? Um, that's a good question. A everybody likes the traveling and hates the traveling at the same time. Um, because, you know, without it, you just like there's a, there's so many people that just know their hometown and that's it. And they never get any further than that. Um, some by choice, some by like extraordinary circumstances. So like, that's the, that's the easy kill. They, they being able to play a show in Hawaii or New Zealand or, or Japan. Those are like special things. Those are the, those are the, the band outliers. 
that doesn't happen for everybody who's in a band. Right. Those are just the special things that we got to do, which is cool. Um, but the cool thing for me has always been like, I came from a tiny town, graduated with a hundred people. The fun thing for me has been developing different types of relationships with like the people that we get to hang out with and then like the fans that we're playing for and like all of that stuff. I think that that is unique and interesting um, because, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll meet bands that we have now known for 20 years. Sometimes we never want to see people again. You know, like it's the, it's kind of the luck of the draw, but like, uh, for me, it's like the moments of the downtime that like can be the best times that you're having or the, we have got to go home times. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. we're in Indiana for the ninth time this year and we have six hours to the show. And then we have a four hour drive after the show. We, we have to go home. Yeah. You know, like this for is, sure. it's, it's like burning on us right now. And then you, like, I would say the traveling can also be the worst part because you just get, like the term would probably be like institutionalized. You don't yeah. realize that, that, that the stuff that you're doing is bonkers. I like have a theory. On the other side. I have a theory about the traveling. I think that in hindsight, the reason, because I would, I, would I would say your exact thing as mine as well. Like having a global network of friends is hilarious. Like it's a weird situation. I think it's really cool. The traveling part is also my favorite, but the traveling is by far my least favorite while it's happening. Like to yeah. get to get to Japan. Now, granted, after you've gone to Japan and you go, that's really amazing that I got to go to Japan. While you're doing it, you, you have uh, you wake up at 4 a.m. To, to go to the airport. You have a 17 hour flight and then 25 hour layover in Shanghai. And then you get back on an airplane and then you finally get to Japan. You're exhausted. You're your time, your biological clock is over. It's off for like two weeks. The allergies hit you in the face. Everything is bad while it's happening. Not while it's happening, but to, to yeah. make it actually happen, it's all bad. And then once it's over, you can look back and go, going to Japan was the most amazing thing I've ever done. But while yeah, it's going you on, you're awake at three trying to pack your fucking bag to get on an airplane at four, and then you're dead when you get to the airport. Like, it's awful. Yeah, absolutely. So I yeah, think the traveling uh, thing is only cool after you've traveled. And then you look at the map and you're like, wow, that's cool. It's it's only cool from check-in till check-out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Everything else before that is a, a freaking nightmare. But yeah, you're right. So like, I would say that traveling is 50% incredible and 50% bad. So I don't want to go there. Uh, I will go to the places that, you know, that, I don't know, we've just made connections with like totally random people. How about Marcel Noise in Germany? Right. Great yeah. guy. We don't speak the same language, but we can tell, like we, br we bring each other joy for different reasons. Yeah. Like we're stoked that he's stoked. It makes us happy. Yeah. You, you know, know that like feeling when you like that, like when you're when you're in Ames, Iowa, and there's a Starbucks, and you walk in, and you it, there's a sense of familiarity. Yeah. When we're in Germany, 
and one of us is on stage and I don't see anybody in the crowd because I'm just not looking. And then Mark hits me and says, look, and it's Marcel in the crowd in Germany. And I point and like, oh, and then he said, and then we have that like little tiny moment. That is that yes. like, I'm like, I'm in Germany and there's something familiar, which is nuts. Yep. Which I, yeah, Marcel's a perfect example. So it's just yeah, so stuff like that's cool. Yeah. I like the little thing we've done that, that are like that, which have to do with it's human interaction. I think that that is like wild. And that's why I think worrying about American politics is hilarious because like we're talking, we, we met this guy that we, we have no idea. The only thing we have in common is these songs that we've written and it doesn't matter how we feel politically or anything whatsoever. This is just a connection that we have and we make each other smile. Yep. That on the, the, the regular human level, there should be more, there has to be more focus on that. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about yeah. Marcel's so politics. I, just like the, I think that, <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> nor should he care about yours. <laughs> no. uh, you don't have to, the thing is, is the most important thing is you don't have to talk about it <laughs> right. yeah. whatsoever. It's not interesting. It's right. not thing whatsoever. Right. Because you're not, you have no control over it. Once mm -hmm. you realize that you, the only thing you have control over is what you're doing at that exact moment. That is a great feeling. Right. That's wonderful. Well, like when we go to England, when uh, so we yeah, go to so England, I, I like all the relationships. Yeah. When we go to England and stuff, I don't know who controls parliament. Like, I don't, I don't, I know they have a queen. That's about what I know about English politics. Like, and so when I go there, I just see a bunch of people. I don't see like, the equivalent of MAGA people, yeah. whatever. Like, I don't see the, like, I just go to England and then it's just people. I don't know their inner workings of their political system. Like, I'm not sure it's healthy to care about that. I mean, you can care to a point and you can try to vote with vote for whatever. But outside of that, it shouldn't like carry on to like, if you see a guy in a red hat at a gas station, you want to kill him or what, or the opposite. I mean, it just, what are you talking about? It's a red hat. Like what, what do the Cincinnati yeah. Reds do? You what, what do, what do I do? I can't wear a Reds hat anymore. Yep. It's, <clears throat> it's strange. So like, yeah. So for me, it's just all the, the people that we have met doing what we do. Uh, because that's, I mean, we've, we've met some, we, we've met so many more good people than we've met bad people. Yeah. And that sure. is, that's, that's what I like, you know, like you met your wife because we were like playing on a boat in France where we had no business doing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, and the only reason we're together is because our bus broke down and we were stuck there for three days. Like it's all weird. Yeah. Because you would shit. not have had the, con you would not have had the same connection, not spending a larger amount of time than a show day. Right, with yeah. somebody yeah and if she had a different job thought, and oh that's a pretty that that's yeah you would have thought oh that's that's a pretty girl maybe yeah. i'd like to talk to her but we're gonna go sit at a coffee shop so you never do right yep. you know like or something like that like yeah yeah you never yeah, know so but it's all that you, crazy you, shit. you have been yeah you've been funneled into her life and have met all the cool people that she knows yeah you know, like just because of that meeting. So now you have like friends and now family 
all the way across the world who are super cool. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have, you think about that. Think about what would have to have happened life to, to pan out how it has by not traveling over there. How else could that have happened? Yeah. It, there is no way and that's what, you know, without, the, without going there, having a bus broken down, her working for the promoter or Skype existing. There's no way I'm my, there's no way my life is like this without those things happening, which is weird. I mean, yeah. life is, which is life is crazy, yeah. but, but that's, what's awesome. Yeah. So well, that's, that's a perfect that's segue. I like. I like the fact that like, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I, I love the people that we've met, you know, like all the, my, like think about quick dead from Japan. Like yes. think about how awesome those guys are. Like we don't know them whatsoever, but just being around them and playing like fat record style punk rock and watching them smile and seeing like the cherry blossoms with somebody that knows the culture. And we're just like these just American dum-dums. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those are my favorite things about it. It has nothing to do with the, the traveling. It has to do with like the fact you are in someone else's culture and it's fun. Yeah. I mean, one of the best things I've ever done because of the band is sit in that Cherry Blossom Park with a bunch of people that don't speak my language, eating gyoza out of a pizza box, because that's a thing in Japan, I guess, and drinking whatever weird beers they had. That is like a formative experience in my life is sitting on the ground, eating gyoza out of a pizza box. Like yeah. that's a stupid, that's a stupid while they play like sublime and people take pictures of us. <laughs> like yeah. the, the concept is so boring and stupid, but it's like literally one of the coolest moments of my entire life. It's crazy to think about that. Yeah, man. Well, this, this segues perfect into the next question. So if somebody wanted to live a better life starting right now, what would be the very first thing? It can be as small as or big as you want the very first thing you would tell them to do. Like they say, I want to start different when this podcast is over, I'm going to do X. Okay. So the first thing I would tell somebody to do is you need to start to focus on things that you can personally control because we can get grand and say, Hey, let's move to Hawaii. Wouldn't that be awesome? Let's move to Hawaii. The beach will be there. It'll be great. Well, we don't have enough money to move to Hawaii. So let's forget about moving to Hawaii for a second. Right. Let's limit our time on social media and see if your happiness is affected by that. And see, instead of, instead of worrying about what other people are doing that you may either not know or that are part of your extreme peripheral friend group, and start focusing on the people that you have day-to-day -day contact with in person and make those relationships better by when you are around other people, you don't even look at your phone. It's not, not even like the phone and social media is for times when you are by yourself. And oftentimes you should be by yourself and be doing other things to enrich yourself. 
So whether that would be painting or playing guitar or building something or reading a book or listening to music, all of those things, like, I feel like you would never, I don't know, you would never like, I think that people have a lot of creativity in them and they stifle themselves by trying to look at their phone, music, have the TV on, and then write a masterpiece. How is that possible? Uh You are stimulated to fucking death that you don't realize that all the stimulation that that, that your creativity is based on is being sucked away by all the other things that are taking up your attention. So my advice, the first thing that people can do is realistically unplug from social media. And I'm not saying you got to give it up. I'm just saying if you're around other people, nurture those relationships instead of worrying about what other people are doing. Um, And take a little time for yourself every once in a while and try to accomplish things, set goals for yourself. And small, a small goal would be, I want to read this book that I've been putting off. And a large goal would be, I want to try and save $3,000 to travel this year. You know, like things like that. Yep. Like I, within us, but I don't think that people realize that we're not supposed to just be killing time. Like when you're looking at your phone, you are literally killing time. Yeah. You've got a finite amount of time here. Which know, is like an people, unbelievable privilege. You know, like just, back in the day, there was no time to kill. You had to find deer or you would die from not eating. Like there was no, it's yeah, amazing to like yes. sit in the air conditioning and have four hours to kill on Twitter. Like that is the biggest luxury yes. in the world. Like it, it is insane. And they, absolutely. And there will be a time period where that, that luxury is not there anymore. You right. know, because you we have no idea what what we are made for you could get a cancer diagnosis tomorrow. And in the last three years that you've been on your cell phone, gone, you know, like they're gone (laughs) and you might not get another three. And I know that that's grim and that's morbid, but that happens to a lot of people. Right. So like get out and do it. Mm -hmm. Like I try to explain this to people when, when they do ask that question, because it's a good question. We've been trying to be in this band for 17 years now. And the only way that we can do that is by getting out and doing it. That's it. Mm-hmm. We yeah, can't, I mean, like no one else is going to do it for us. We have to get out and do it. Right. We got in a van with three nickels and just went on tour and you just see what happens. I mean, would you just, now granted, that's a certain kind of luxury to be able to do that for sure. Um, but you just got to do something, see what happens with it. Uh, if worst case scenario, you fail and learn a lesson, best case scenario, it works. But if it does fail and you learn a lesson, you just apply that lesson to the next thing you do. And then you're constantly growing. It's like, it's fine to fail. Yep. Like, cause it's failing. If you fail and don't learn anything, that's an actual failure. I know this is like a, this is a, uh, what's the word? A platitude that I'm saying. A lot of people say this all the time, but that is the truth. Like if you fail and learn nothing, it is an actual failure. But I think, I think a couple things to what you're saying, the social media thing, couple strategies. If you got a real problem, delete your social media from your phone. And then when you want to use it, you have to use a desktop computer that I know people do that and it works. Um, 
Another thing, do what I did. I backpaged all my social media. So all my social media are, are on page three of my phone. So if I want to go, I got to go. It ain't just mindlessly clicking on the first thing that pops up. I got to, if I want to check Instagram, I'm flipping to the back page, finding Instagram and clicking it. Like, yeah. So you ain't got to delete it, but don't put it like after a while, your brain just, if you're, you just pick up your phone out of habit and then click that button out of habit. Well, now you're whatever. Also another thing, like if you're the type of person, like I follow, I follow celebrities like I do on Instagram or whatever. Like I follow Kim Kardashian. If Kim Kardashian, I'll just use her as an example. If she has a way cooler house than me, which she does, um, like her and Kanye literally have my dream house. It is, I do not get jealous at all in the slightest that she has that house. I just know that her and her husband are both billionaires and that's the kind of stuff billionaires can buy. I don't, I don't see myself and wish that I had what it like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're yeah, the type I of person, exactly what you mean. The, if the you're the type of person, are different. yeah. If you're the type of person that sees something that somebody has and it like really bums you out that you don't have that, it might be a good idea to not follow celebrities. They, it's just, they have more money than you and me. Like, and I, I don't, I'm not like a jealous, envious type. I mean, I'm sure I have been in the past. I'm sure there's, I mean, Kim Kardashian was just on vacation and during a pandemic. I wish I could go. I, I don't have the private jet money to do that. Um, yeah. It doesn't make me mad that she did. So therefore, whatever. But if somebody is mad that she went on a vacation while the rest of us suffer or whatever, it's probably not healthy for you to follow her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, yeah that's... 100%. Like, I think the only parallel to that would be I'm a billionaire and I look at Kim Kardashian's page and go, I'm so dumb. I could have had that house instead of the one that I bought. <laughs> That's yeah. a parallel example. Like, man, she has such a better house than me and we have the same amount of money to spend. Right. That would be okay. Because you'd be like, I made a, I made a mistake. She has an incredible house. But if you, you know, are earning a standard income, it's just not even in the cards. So you got to do things that help your own happiness. Um, but yeah, there's just so much of it. And I think that what people have experienced just recently over the past, let's say week, is a lot of people have probably been on their phone more than they've been on their phone in their whole lives, constantly refreshing, oh. trying to see if there's a trying to see if there's election results. But then also, you get caught in the bad trap of like. Oh, well, people are talking about recounts and people are talking about cheating and like, and then you're yelling at one political side and the other political side's yelling back at you. And that's that, that weird dopamine troll thing happening, which is causing you to just really stare at your phone. And like, that's what happiness is that bringing you? Right. No. Also, also depending on which political side, like one side will say, they're trying to steal the election. They are, that you know they are. The other side says, no, every vote must be counted and everything is perfect. We're not trying to steal anything. Everything is good. Well, you're both morons. There is no way to exactly to the T count 350 million votes. There's going to be problems. There just is. 
there is going to be fraud. There is going, and now yep. it's not going to be 20,000, but it's going to be 264, whatever. Like there's going to be, so none of you are right. I mean, just both extremes, just shut up. There's, it's, it's impossible to count that much and be completely accurate. That's not going to happen. So you sharing on your Instagram <laughs> ain't really moving the ball. It's just, it's for you. But at the yeah. end of the day, if, if Kim Kardashian yeah, was so to follow me, she would be, she would look at mine and she'd go, man, I wish I could get takeout food and not be bothered on the way home. Like she would have probably, yeah. Yeah. she would be envious of me for things. I mean, I'm sure of it. So yeah, if, if you got it, if it's, if it's sure. unhealthy if for you to have is, it, then don't. That's my point. My point is, is if it is not enriching you and you find yourself, um, I don't know, just if you find looking at your phone and going to the sites and going to the social media apps that you are going to stop going to them, you know, like do some, do something else, do something that you find. I'll tell you this. I know that everybody's relationships have been adversely affected over the, over the last 10 years. And I know ever your, you know, your uh, spouse is or your bo boyfriend or your girlfriend, I know that they could use more of your time. I know that for a fact. Right. They, or your kids, they could all use more of your time. And that's what we can give to each other. Looking at your phone when other people are around is just, and, and you do it out of habit. I understand why people do it. It's not intentional i'm not saying you know what i would rather look at this than look at you right yeah. i would rather talk to somebody on here than talk to you that's not what it's about but that's what we've been conditioned to think just because you know like you're just you're used to doing it it's a habit it's nothing more than that so yeah my advice would be let's try to focus on these relationships that we just talked about uh, that we formed with people that we don't know whatsoever that live thousands of miles away from us. So focus on the people that are in the room with you. That's it. I think it's easy. I think that's something that absolutely every single human being can change. That's something that everybody can change. I have focus a on the people that you're working with or you're, that a, you're in the room together. With. I have a quick question for you and I need, I need pure honesty here. Have you ever seen an article on Facebook? like a news article, clicked it and read it to the end. I'll very go first. Few. I'll go first. Fuck no. <laughs> Never. Yeah, very, I've clicked very, it. Very few. Clicked it, reread the headline, looked at the picture and went, all right. <laughs> That's it. It's not worth doing. That's just not. You know, I find myself, I find myself looking at things like that and, and I'm not talking political things because I, I honestly, I just don't look at that stuff. Me, it would be more like, uh, what happened on the set of Rambo 2, 1983? Right. That's something stupid that I would find interesting. Yeah. But that is an exact example of something that I do not need to be reading. You read that, you're, you're looking at- Do something else is, you're what looking, is what I'm telling you. You're looking at ads, buddy, if you're reading something like that. You'll never believe number seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly that is exactly what it is and what i'm telling you is stop it 
You don't need to be looking at that. <laughs> Move uh, past it. We're done with it. All right, next one. Here we go. Person alive or dead that you would want to have dinner with and then tell me why. That I would want to have dinner with. Yeah, and you can take a second um, to think about it. It's fine. Everybody's taking some time to think about this. Yeah, it, it's like, uh, it, it all depends on strategy. You know, like one part of me would love to have had a dinner with somebody like John Lennon. But not not like when he was like too far gone. I want very lucid John Lennon. I want, and I want to have a conversation about like, if there were no celebrity involved, I want to know what, he, what his musical goals were. Because mm -hmm. I have no idea. I know that he did not want to write pop songs with Paul. But I want to know what like, what's the best song he's ever heard in his life? And what was the song that he would be chasing? Like if I right. could just make it like song, like, like song you wish you wrote that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that that, that would be super cool. Um, I don't know how you wouldn't want to be like during the heyday of like John F. Kennedy how you would not want to like have dinner with somebody like that, like Martin Luther King, you know, like these like people that you've only read about in history books that seem like larger than life. How could you have, I'd like to have a regular conversation with him. Yep. Like a not cultural a figure, cultural figure, regular. Yeah. Just like a, just like a regular conversation or like somebody that's like, super kooky like mark twain you know what i mean like so like a literary genius that you're like you know like what is this per like there are they silly are they like goofy um walt disney what about somebody right. like that yeah like, like it's you're sitting you're there like having a you're thinking about somebody like uh like for martin luther king when i think of martin luther king i think of him giving a speech and on a podium and going That's like, I, I have it, like that kind of thing. It would be interesting for him to be at a dinner and have him like in the menu and then just going like, putting it down and be like, hey, are you getting dessert? Like just some yeah, That's regular, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah like I, I don't necessarily want to say, hey, hey, Martin. Or, <laughs> even, hey, even, even that's funny. I know. Hey, Marty, hey, my Martin. man. Hey. <laughs> um, think that I could be a better person to society? How could I help? Uh, how could I help you out? Like, I don't want that. I would like to know that. Right. I want to know his like, hey, Martin, uh, about to make some coffee. What kind you want? How you yeah. want it? And I will take it because I think that's a ridiculous term. But how would you like your coffee, Martin? Things like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with the little tiny things in life. I don't want to ask him like any sort of like brain buster type questions because he's given speeches all day, man. I just want to talk about like, hey, what's uh, your favorite sports team? 
Do you think, do you think that mythos everyday thing like that, that idea? Cause like, I'm now that you mentioned Martin Luther King, like I only know him as a speech giver and like a, yeah, like a revolutionary figure, that kind of thing. It'd be interesting. Do you think Instagram or whatever takes that away? Cause like, like if you follow a celebrity on Instagram that you would see as like a, I hate to go back to Kim Kardashian, but she's the only one I can think of. But she's like a model, whatever, whatever she is. I but she also gets on Instagram and like talks like she talks and is like, oh, check this out, check this out. Do you think it might it ruins the mystique? Like, because Martin Luther King would be if he had Instagram, definitely he would be like a Sean King character or something like that, where he just talks to the camera and you're like, oh, okay, I've seen him do other things and give speeches, but. Without that kind of thing, you don't really know. Like, what if what would John Lennon be like with an Instagram? Like, would you like? He's like, hey, I got a new guitar today. Like, no, like, like would it completely make John Lennon? People are like, I know, what a, be totally what a dork. weird. Yeah, like, would you think John Lennon's a dork? I, I mean, would it? Who would it turn him into? Would it turn him into like? Fuck, uh, I don't know. Who's like a goofy guy? Would little, turn into Jason pump. Mraz or somebody <laughs> like that. <laughs> a little pump. But yeah, I, I really have no idea. And that's like one of those things that like, that's where staying off of social media, like giving us all just a little time away from each other, I think is necessary. Like, wouldn't it be so funny to think about John Lennon being like, he opened, he's got his Instagram and he just got a, his management team hooked him up with something. He's like, yeah, I just got a care package from Hims. Uh, like, <laughs> it'd be, it would like completely Definitely. ruin it. It'd completely ruin it. You know, that, that's kind of already done this because the internet is a fucking ocean uh, or a dirt, depending on how you look at it. But like, it's vast, baby. Um, but like, it would be awesome to see somebody in those old classic photos like popping in like their phones you know like yeah. da- like andy warhol is like just on his phone and bastiat's you know, like across from him just on his phone or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly like stuff like that like somebody has to have taken like you know historical photos and like popped dumb so shit, like iphones in them and stuff like okay. that could you yeah. imagine John Lennon at his height, though, on Instagram going, hey, just got a care package from Hims. If you want to use the really help me keep my hair, uh, use code Beatles20 for 20% off. Like, how insane. <laughs> like, no, everybody be like, the Beatles kind of suck. Like, they would be like, that guy's kind of a loser. <laughs> use, co- uh, use code Beatles 20 and uh, don't forget to imagine world with no imagine world without religion and guns and stuff like that. But you know, but obviously like hymns would be a part of that. Yeah, they want my listeners to have uh, 20% off. <laughs> like, it may, I mean, it probably does it would ruin it. It would ruin all of it. Like it, you'd be like the Beatles do that guy's such a shill. If I hear hymns, if I hear that guy talk about hymns one more time, I'm gonna burn all my CDs. Like that would literally be what would happen. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. All right, next, the last one. 
So you wake, you, you've woken up, right? The alarm goes off. What's your, what's the perfect time to wake up for you? What time you like? You're an early guy. So what time? Uh, for me, a.m. is like 12 noon. So like if I could get to 8 a.m., yeah. that would be like me sleeping in, right. but not being irresponsibly sleeping in. Mm-hmm. So 8 a.m. Okay, 8 a.m. But today I slept till, yeah, I, I slept till 9 today, Dang which y'all. is a little bit too long. Um, but, you know, Saturday. That's Saturday's a suburban, a, that's a suburban I, like, Saturday. Every day. Yep. Every day I get up uh, during the week at seven because that's when, I, and then I got to take Avery to school and then I'm free to do, yeah, free to do whatever I want. But yeah. So, uh, okay. 8 a.m. We're going to, the question yeah. is the perfect day. What does it look like to you? And I made a prediction of what you're saying, going to say in, I think, Mark's conversation or Poppy, one of the two. You wake up at 8 a.m. and then ahead of you until you go to bed is the perfect day. What's that look like? Am I just at my house or do I get to pick where I am? You can fucking, it's a perfect day. First of all, you, you get that, well, you use that Beatles 20 code first off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I would probably say I'm at some sort of uh, ocean location. But yeah, I'm going to get up at 8. And I'm going to go immediately outside. Uh, but, you know, I use this in Ohio as well. I, you know, today it's like 70 degrees. Uh, and I will be able to go out and sit on my porch for a little bit. And, and uh, I normally take like, I'll sit there for like an hour doing nothing doing absolutely nothing every once in a while music and stuff like that but like people that always think i'm crazy too you guys i'm like riding in the van and just looking out the window i'm literally giving thought no more no less (laughs) i'm just thinking like i don't do not have to be playing my switch i don't have to be looking at my phone i don't have to be watching a movie I'm letting, I'm allowing time to pass. No more, no less. <laughs> There's nothing else to do. I like to, to sit outside and watch birds. It's crazy and it's stupid, but like, I will tell you this, whatever you think you do and how underpaid you think you are, everybody in the world feels that way. Squirrels are doing more than you. They don't stop. No. I sit out there and I'm like, this thing has been going back and forth for at least three hours now, just hoarding as much as he can. Those are the MAGA people, these squirrels that are their doomsday preppers. Squirrels they are the, the squirrels are the ultimate end. squirrels are the ultimate capitalist. They they hoard the wealth for themselves and to do it, they'll stand in front of your car and say, Fuck, come on, bring it, bring it. I'll move, Absolutely. bring it. They're the risk takers and they're hoarding the wealth. Absolute. So after we spend a little time doing that, we better get us a cup of coffee and it better be at a nice place um, that has great, you know, some sort of great area to sit in, hopefully outside. 
Um, then we got to go to the beach. We got to be able to swim in the water. Snorkeling is a, it would be a must. Um, and then a little nap. How about we take a little nap? Because I, I can't remember the last time I've taken a nap. I think my Let's last nap, nap was the age of Maybe seven. Maybe like 44. <laughs> I'm going to take 45 minutes, like half hour to 45 minutes. Anything over that and you just hang it up, go to bed. Yeah. Take a little bit of that. Go back outside. There's got to be some sort of food eaten at some point. Poppy's probably eating avocado toast. Uh, I won't pick that, but you know, some sort of nice luscious fruits. That would be great. Uh, that's about it. I like to take it easy. My yep. favorite thing is having nothing to do and having no stakes in the game whatsoever. Uh, that's what that's what I want. That is never what actually happens. For sure. Well, my guess, my guess that you, my guess, that's way weird, weirder than a response. My guess that what you would say is I, I, I thought you were going to say, I'd be, I go fishing. And then the second you're like, I'm at an ocean. I'm like, okay, fishing's out. This dude ain't catching swordfish. So, I would like to go fishing, but if you would ask me, to, let's say months ago, that would have absolutely been on my tongue, on my tongue, but since that season is over i'm not really thinking about it right now gotcha yep all right well there you go that's it that's those are all the questions so now i'm going to give you the same chance that everybody else had i would implore you to say drink your nest quick but you can close this out in any way you want you can say anything you want and then we're done well it's getting ready to be holiday season and uh, I think we owe it to our fans since we've been uh, doing a bunch of other dumb stuff that we crank up the holiday season. I want to have fun and like, uh, I want to roast some chestnuts on an open fire. <laughs> I want to have like eggnog. I'm going to, I think that like, you know, since the whole, here soon once the recount and everything happens all of that like political heaviness and i don't mean this because joe biden i just mean the fact that a decision will have been made you got to start moving forward after that mm. i think that some of that heaviness will be lifted from all of us um and i you know like fucking I got people, it's going to be like when you went to the Super Bowl and you just lost and then you got to deal with it. You can wake up the next day as a loser, basically. Mm -hmm. It happens to all of us. Yeah. But like you wake up the next, like some, most people are just going to wake up tomorrow. But those people are going to wake up and they're going to like, it's been such a part of their identity. I think that that heaviness, I think it's going to start to slowly turn to dust and like melt away. I think that this, the Christmas season, I think is going to be extra fun this year. That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Uh, so I implore I think everybody, that we should all crank it up. I implore everybody to think about what they did. Today's the seventh election happened the third. Think about what you did for the month of November. 
you've lived three days with a certain president, two days with no president, and then now one day with a different president. And I want you to really think about what you've done in those seven days and how really has anything changed? Like real, like in your personal life, like you always, you had to make dinner, you had to go to the grocery, you had to go to work, like yeah. in all the chaos, we've had three like cosmic shifts in the last week, but were they really, or were they manufactured to seem like cosmic shifts that aren't really cosmic in any way for me personally? I, I've walked my dog every fucking day. I've eaten food, Well, whatever. Okay. Yeah. And, and focus on those things. Try to get, try to get better at the regular everyday things. Cause I will tell you this for all the people who have been believing all of these weird ass, like conspiracies, you woke up the day after the election and the virus is still here. Yeah. Joe Biden just got elected president. The virus is still here. So it wasn't an election day thing. It wasn't this thing to turn the election. Uh, we're still going to all have to deal with this for a little yeah. bit. Um, uh, I also noticed that Joe Biden's been elected for two hours. I still haven't seen anybody taking guns away. I haven't seen abortions running rampant in this I haven't checked my bank yet, but I imagine that all my money's gone from taxes. <laughs> the stimulus bill is you know, not like, in your mailbox. Like you said. <laughs> yes, the, like you said, your life is going to be very close to how it was. And I just hope that heaviness goes for some people. The heaviness of having somebody yell at you all day long. So you had a... Chances are, for most people, they've had a boss yelling at them all day long to do their work and, you know, get everything perfect and you can work harder. And then you've had to come home and turn on the TV and watch somebody do that exact same thing to you right. until you go to bed and you wake up and you do it again. And it's four fucking years later. Right. So for the next four years, I have I, I have no delusions that you know, uh, there's going to be an ocean in my backyard now, but right. you know, maybe we can at least hit the mute button. Maybe we yeah. can all, all, all go to sleep. For maybe the, the different strategy. I can't wait to see what everybody can even have to talk about on Facebook now. I can't wait. They're going to be like, Mag is going to delete their, their app. Yeah, I think, I think the big takeaway, the interesting takeaway is I hope everybody, regardless of sides, can just admit, was Trump a dictator? No, dictators don't lose elections. Like, they just don't. So that's done. Fascist dictators don't lose elections. There are no elections. So that's easy. Um, on the other side, um, well, if Biden gets in, the whole country is just going to go to shit in two days. Probably not. I mean, it literally lasted through a civil war. It's lasted through two world wars. It lasted like, I mean, it, it just, the extreme rhetoric is probably wrong. Like just, yeah, it just is probably wrong because there's no way that CNN telling me orange man bad is equivalent to world war one or the civil rights movement. 
you can you cannot convince me that they're the same. They're not. Um, fascist dictators don't lose elections. Yeah. There's a million things. It's like, dude, just relax, dude. Like, I mean, I get, there are things to be fixed. Don't get me wrong. Let's go to town. But man, fucking chill out. Not everybody yelling, yelling at each other is not going to fix it. No, but everybody notice everybody's always coming after me. Really? Uh, there's 7 billion people that don't know I exist. <laughs> so I highly doubt everybody's yeah. coming after me. <laughs> yep. Like I ain't got anything. I bought, I had to, my, my garbage disposal in my sink was clogged. So I had to buy stuff to clean it. Nobody's coming after me. I'm cleaning a garbage disposal on my sink. Yes. Like I, my life ain't, I'm not under the get the guys that my life is so important that elections are happening to take my shit. I have nothing. I can do this interview with no yes, headphones, take my I'm headphones, saying. whatever. Like, but everybody <laughs> needs to fucking chill out. Like, it's just, let's just chill out. Nobody was the new Hitler. Nobody's going to be the new Mao Zedong or whatever. Just chill out, <laughs> hold the door for people, let people walk across the street, wave to somebody with the same car as you and post a picture of your dinner on Facebook. Let's just, let's just go about our life. So I'm about it. Yep. That's it. All right. Well, I appreciate it. All right. Well, we're for, done well, for the next, no problem for the next month. We're going to be doing happy things. Yep. That's it. All right. That's it. Um, I'm going to edit there. And when I do the pre-roll for this, should I say we have an online show in the early December? Should I give a date? Should I say, keep your eyes peeled because we're doing something cool? What should I say? Yeah, something like that. A little bit because we won't probably won't be able to announce it until Tuesday or day, probably. You know, we got to get some some things yeah. together. Uh, I'll just do like a blanket, like keep your eyes peeled I, on our stuff, and because we have stuff till the end of the year that we think is really cool that we want you to be a part of, or something like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you and. I'm no gonna get problem. This, I'm gonna get this edited and thrown up. All right, dog. All right. Well, enjoy I'll, your day. Yep. Same. See you later. All right, man. See you. Bye. All right, and that is the podcast this week. Hope you really enjoyed those uh, conversations that we had, and hope you get something out of those, and hope you enjoy your time with us. Uh, yeah, they went they went longer than expected, but that's a good thing because. You can just sit down and chat. Um, I wanted to keep these at like a half hour and they ended up being a little bit longer, just the way people talk in normal life. Um, who books a 20 minute conversation? You just talk until you're done talking. So that's kind of what we did. And I think it turned out cool. Uh, yeah. So that's it. Hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Make sure to subscribe and all that stuff. So you don't miss the next episode and hope you guys have a good week day Whatever, whenever you're listening to this, I hope your day today is awesome. And thanks so much for listening. And make sure you, for everything Hawthorne Heights, you go to hawthorneheightsstore.com and follow us on social media. And we'll just see you soon. How about that? All right, have a good day. Get, get, get.